Brock Lesnar could be coming back to WWE and Triple H is teasing some big plans for after WrestleMania. Find out more by searching Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hulk Hogan is in the building! You're damn right he is! Go get a monster! Yeah, but whose side is he on? Go, what are you talking about? Whose side is he on? What are you talking about? Yes, sir! Get him, Hogan! Go get him, baby! Come on and get some of this now! Who's bad now, boys? Hulk Hogan arrived! What is he doing? Oh my God! Is he the third man? He's the third man! What the hell is going on here? Hulk Hogan has betrayed WCW! He is the third man! All this crap in the ring represents these fans out here. For two years, I held my head high. I did everything for the charities. I did everything for the kids. In the reception I got when I came out here, you fans can stick it, brother. along with Bash of the Beach. Yeah. Welcome in. My name is Trevor Mosby, and I'm joined by Cultaholics resident WCW kid, Sam Driver. How you doing? <laughs> doing I was great. about to say, how you doing, manager of the hotel in Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, but I believe that's Marion Mosby. Yes, his yes. lesser-known brother. Yeah, lesser-known brother. Running Trev, a hotel, mainly. Uh, but I'm good. How are you, more importantly? I'm grand. Uh, Transpen on Express can go fuck itself. <laughs> I get up at like five o'clock to come back to Newcastle on the mornings that I'm down at Steph's. And uh, I just appreciate a nice train service, you know. <laughs> You're in the wrong um, country, mate. In the very wrong country <laughs> for that shit. Got to York and TPE just cancelled like connection after connection after connection. But only after they'd arrived. Oh, that's the best time to do it. Yeah. So I ended up having to get another train, but it's all good. I'm here. I'm working a bit late tonight, but I'm here. It's all good to go. I like it when you look at the train. Sometimes I look at the lineup for trains for Trans Pennine and I go, there's no way you're doing all of them today. No, 
Yeah. And I just know they're and not. They, they, they know they're not as well, but as long as they sell some advanced singles, then you can't refund them, fuck you. That's why the government are taking them over? Yeah, but are they? Because this is the same government that are like, those bloody pesky labours giving all of our globalisation work to globalisation. Um, and then you go back and it was Thatcher who stripped everything and sold it off. So I... I and there's a bit of a disconnect mm. here between can we just vote them the fuck out and take back control of the trains at the very least? Can we, we, all we at want the is very, the trains. Just the trains. For the love just of fucking God, it shouldn't cost like fucking 300 quid to get to London. <laughs> like, it's cheaper to fly places. It's mad, isn't it? It's fucking insane. And the service you get is shit these oh. days on trains. We're used to Transpennine Express turning heel on us, but there was a heel turn <laughs> that we didn't see coming. In this particular year of our Lord, 1996. Oh, no. And we are retro-reacting to it with beers in which, hand. Which, the beer is the oh. sign of the retro-reaction. Actually, yeah, you've gone for the big pint cans. Uh, they were cheaper than getting the... Well, they were like 50 pence more so than getting the other one. So I was like, uh, screw it. Yaki dar. So we're going to watch uh, Bash of the Beach 1996 Ooh, with you. Uh, it was too smooth. That was all head. I just had a... <laughs> it's too smooth. Oh. Super smooth Sam Driver. <laughs> So here's how it works. You're going to go to the WWE Network or Peacock or however you choose to watch your WWE Network. You're going to find Bash at the Beach 1996. I believe it features <coughs> in the match, the graphic for it, like like sunglasses with wrestlers in yeah. reflection. Can't miss it. July 7th, 1996. It's, it's been a long time, Tom. It honestly has. It's been an insane journey getting here. Yeah. But let's move the sponsored Pringles. They're not sponsoring Bovril us. flavored you know, Pringles, you, just, you say? If you just bring it into existence, <laughs> you just slap a Bovril logo there. Where you pitch, people? Um, but yeah, this is it. Finally, we get to embark on, on something interesting, Tom. The greatest You're wrestling story. Hanging? Oh, you absolute Debbie. Oh. Handshakes all round. Bash at the Beach, 1996, brother, brother. We're going to have to start doing steroids in the build-up to the next two or three start. years of this. Just... Tom, you're not natty. <laughs> oh, I'm not natty. I'm I've not been lied to. I, nor am I, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Get yourself to Bash the Beach 1996. We'll give you a second to do that right now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Welcome back. Here we go. You better be there. Zero. Zero, zero, zero. Zero, zero, colon, zero, zero, colon, zero, zero. Sounds like my last medical. <laughs> oh, well, all if watch. anyone knows of a size three colon. <laughs> I certainly had one after. I've blown it <laughs> out. <laughs> on go, we'll all press play together in three, two, one, go. go. I'm buzzing. I've never seen this pay-per-view. It's never seen it. 
I know it's, what happens. It's remembered for one big moment, but I'd, I'd argue that it's not exactly a bad showing from WCW here. It feels like the start of something good. So you've got to build a card that's going to kind of look to the future a little bit in places. Nope, in places. Um, but is, this, is this a Jimmy Hart version of Seal Crazy? Oh, yes. Jimmy Hart, you've done Jimmy, it again. Jimmy, you <laughs> <laughs> Ted just hands him a bag of money with yeah. a dollar sign on it. Jimmy Hart, you've done it again. <laughs> he Brilliant. just gets into his automobile. Because that's all you can call it. You can't call it a car. It's just a, It's like a boat with wheels. Bright pink. <laughs> well, what a start. What a, already a lovely ripped-off version of Seal Crazy. I don't see a single beach. We're in for a good night. Oh, is the beach not on the stage? Because the staging the is, is on iconic the for, this, yeah. for this event as well. They went all out. In fact, well, so did WWF back then. But, like, I, I really appreciated the extra little touches. Uh, like the sand, the tombstones, the giant pumpkin. I mean, come on. <laughs> Oh, look at this. Our favorite commentary team, Bobby Heenan, Tony Giovanni, Dusty Rhodes, and a generic so police officer. Yeah. Well, you've got to have the police there because, you know, we got intruders in the building. Yeah, they're very protective of the old, uh, of the commentators. But this is it. This is the point. As a kid, when it went from being, oh, you've got WCW, how's that doing, to what the fuck, what's going on with WCW, and it's like, ha ha! Now I have the cool storyline. <laughs> now I fuck have off. the power. 8,300 fans packing out the Ocean Center in Daytona Beach. It's sold out two and a half hours early. 2,000 fans were told, now you can't come in. Turned away. The ultimate heel turn on WCW was they literally, they couldn't pack any more people in. 2,000 people had to be told. Were they doing a shutout as well? Because I know that uh, they do it with some sports and they've done it with wrestling before where they block the pay-per-view in the local city. Ooh. So that if you want to see it, you've got to either go to somewhere else or you've got to buy a ticket to go. I'm not entirely sure. Because if, but... if they had a blackout and they turned people away, that would have sucked. <laughs> That's scumbag behavior, but I love it. Uh, on this particular day, uh, Mean Gene had a record day on his WCW hotline. Right. Believe it or not. <clears throat> surprise, surprise. Who's the third man? Yeah, basically everybody rang up uh, for WCW's hotline number, drew a lot of controversy. For a fucking four-hour recording of Gene just going, is it the ultimate warrior? Yeah. Maybe. We don't know. Is it stunning Steve Austin? Maybe. <laughs> we don't know. The mystery of the New World Order's third man made it the hottest time for WWE's hotline. As fans wanted to know on the day who it was and called in with hopes of getting the hot scoop, they got names like Bret Hart and Lex Luger teased by Oakland to try and trick fans. The real name of the third man was never mentioned on the hotline. Surprise, surprise. Mm. I think it would be just unbelievable, to be honest, for most yeah. of the audience. Obviously, the dirt sheets are a thing, but... It would, yes, it would, uh, it would shock the world yeah. with this particular... With this particular reveal, I did have notes uh, on the arena that we're in. I'm going to get them on my phone. Instead. Well, as you do that, let's just talk about the fact we're opening with Psychosis versus Rey Mysterio Jr. Oh, <coughs> now this I have heard lots of things about. Very tasty. V-taste, mm. V-nice, V-de Lynch. We are in the Ocean Center in Daytona Beach, Florida, opened back in 1985, the fifth largest convention center that you will find in Florida. Uh, it hosted the Harlem Globe Trotters. Okay. Uh, it also hosted a live show from Larry the Cable Guy. Okay. As, as well as numerous Miss World pageants, bands such as Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, Eric Clapton, Pitbull, Maroon 5, ACDC, Cheap Trick, and Ariana Grande have all performed at Pitbull, here. Mate. <laughs> Mr. Worldwide, that's all you need to know. Here's the thing, though. In terms I've seen Pitbull twice against my will, Tom. Oh, twice what, at what, like WrestleMania. <laughs> 
<laughs> I thought like dragged to a game. No, no, no. He just comes out and you, you kind of just got to sit there. But he's all right. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. I didn't want to get up and leave. I think he's all right. Yeah. He does what he does. Yeah. Um, if you squinted hard enough, it was kind of like Cesaro was doing the halftime show. <laughs> it was cool. I mean, we, we were way back. You couldn't really see him anyway, but it's just like, it's a bald guy. It's probably Cesaro. <laughs> Here's the thing. I like to go back and look at like the um, the major shows that took place in certain venues. Like... They were no wrestling, no wrestling will return to this arena yeah. until 2019, <clears throat> and it'll be AEW doing Fighter Fest. It's no surprise, given that it's a convention center, I guess. Mm. Um, maybe I, I don't know how it works, but you know, maybe once you have ticket partners, they're tied in with certain venues, yeah. they're tied into things like arenas and stadiums. It's just more likely stuff's going to happen there, I guess. You'll probably get like encouraged to work with other partners and stuff. Yeah. And, on this occasion, the convention, the Ocean Center was, this is the only, outside of Fighter Fest, any major wrestling event that ever occurs. Oh, yeah, the corners are yellow like sand, and the, the ring's blue like water. I feel we like, are truly at the beach. feel like I'm at the beach right now. There's a load of Floridians everywhere looking angry. It's great. <laughs> uh, now, the Floridians are angry because they've already had a lot of wrestling that hasn't gone down very well. Right. Uh, so Jim Powers beat Hugh Morris in the first match of the night. No, not even a star rating for that. Uh, okay. Rick and Scott have already been out. They beat Harlem Heat. Yeah, we've already had them. They beat Harlem Heat for the titles? Uh, by DQ. Oh, I was going to fucking say, for the titles in the dark segment would be hilarious. Uh, it got one star. Thanks for coming, lads. That's your night. I can't believe Morris and Powers was that bad, considering, you know, like, I'm sure while, they're, while they're a bit naff. Mm. Like, I reckon that, you know, you could count on Morris to, to have an explosive show in. Well, you know what? There's one match tonight that <clears throat> genuinely catches people off guards as not being that good. Right. Uh, which, we'll, which we will, um, which... It's this one right here, Rey no, Mysterio. No, <laughs> Look it, at him, disappointment. It happened. God, give up. Don't, you've not got any future in this business. Jesus. <laughs> oh. It happens after this. Eddie Guerrero and Steve Regal go one-on-one. -on -one. Guerrero wins with a schoolboy in 338. And everyone says, very disappointing. Yeah. All involved, half a star. Well, not as bad as Rock and Roll Express. Where hadn't Regal been facing like enormous issues with his leg up until recently as well? Well, we've we've seen him doing some good stuff with Stang. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know what, how much. Maybe it was just a disconnect, you know? Yeah, you get that sometimes. Yeah. Rock and Roll Express beat Fire and Ice in two minutes in a dud. Nice. And uh, hard work Bobby Walker pinned Billy Kidman. Oof. Um, and Walker nearly fell off the top rope again, which is becoming quickly his gimmick. Because he did well, that Sabu made, it, Sabu made it a career. You've just got to <laughs> oh, go for it. That was nice. A little bit close to the uh, barricade, but they look all right. His career nearly ended there. Crumbs. These two are having a banger right now. Rey Mysterio is still very much involved in Conan's uh, AAA promotion still. Yep. Uh, so a few days after Bash at the Beach, Rey will return to Mexico where he will face Juventud Guerrera in a car versus car match. Mm. Nice. I yeah. presume the winner gets the other's car. <laughs> I mean, yeah. The winner trashes the other's car. I couldn't find I any details. Just give me the pink slip. It's like the Fast and the Furious, but a bit slower <laughs> with more headlocks. The slower the annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> Which, in fairness, you've got seen around the rock as part of that universe now. Why isn't there more headlocks? There should be more. There needs to be some resp spots between all the car chases, you know? <laughs> Just so they, you can hear them chatting to each other. It was the one Drive thing, the like, car it, was, it was like the new, the new Jurassic World was like watching Osprey Ricochet just go at it. <laughs> it was just non-stop. It felt like they just needed to grab a hold every now and then so I could understand what was going on because it was just like, we need to do this. Okay, well, we're doing this now. Huge explosion. <laughs> oh, no, we did it. There's the credits. <laughs> but that's how films need to be these days because we're all bored. I can't get... Like, I want to see... I want to see um, Super Mario 
Brothers. Ah. And uh, it felt like 20 minutes quick. Flew by, didn't it? 20 minutes too early, that film ended. I, it's, it's just a setup. You know, the next one's probably going to be the start of a trilogy or something. But, like, Jesus, yeah. Just setting up a universe, isn't it? It's, well, you it's, see your, it's that thing that you love with you films see nowadays. Film festivals and stuff, though. Like, it's quite sad, but if you go to, like, a market somewhere like Cannes or Berlin or wherever, you'll see, like, American producers or American purchasers coming through just poking their head into a film and just or coming out of a film straight on the phone just be like yeah so it's about 20 minutes too long and it's like it's a 90 minute film lads <laughs> 20 minutes too long <laughs> barely a fucking TV show at that point like what are you doing it's that world of difference between being 90 minutes and feeling 90 minutes yeah and that's such a such a, a difficult one to balance yeah you know, I've listened to podcasts that have gone on for four hours and feel like they've lasted 20 minutes. Yeah. And this thing, it's sort of, it's all about how it's presented to you, isn't it? It's all in the presentation, daddy old. So you were, so w did you watch this live? No, we had a tape of this. I remember my dad's uh, reaction to it being okay. Uh, being quite interested by the whole Hogan thing. Oh. And then it was sort of, my awakening to wrestling came not too much longer after this because mm. it was just on all the time. So it was like, from that, it, it's kind of, this is where my active viewership kind of starts is around here. Maybe about a week later on tape, but around here. So around here. So it's it's one of those that I'm really amazed it's passed me by until now. It's it's an important show, obviously, for what will happen. Mm. Uh, you know, you've got to disregard everything that comes after it uh, quite a lot. You've got to treat a lot of these as like lightning in a bottle moments because they yes. are. And I'm not, you know, this is an incredible... Um, storyline that develops out the back of it it's just kind of the ball gets dropped a little bit to, mm. to, to put it nicely uh, but <laughs> you know this was sort of the equalizer this is the point where they shift the fuck up a gear well they and have to yeah because I mean it, it's it's do or die right well they have well they give, they give them the tools and this is always the incredible thing we've been this in is... the stalemate though since the 80s mm. like there's just been this WCW's always been like a close second and now business has slowed. This is the chance to really get on top of it. And especially with the more dynamic in-ring style being showcased here. Like, it's that incredible cautionary tale that you go, oh, Jesus. Oh, nice. Then he died. It's that incredible cautionary tale from WCW, which mm. is why people always come back to study it, is that this was a company that had everything. It's Icarus, isn't it? You it is. Flying too close to the sun is the problem with WCW. And I think the willingness to just pile on was commendable because it was just like hey and we've got more and we've got more and we've got more but then he just got a bit too far out in front of them the people who were kind of carrying it at the front start to fall out and it cracks a little bit and then you know you throw in some band-aids in the form of Vince Russo and then it's only a matter of time before mm. oh god it was a poisoned band-aid <laughs> um, and it, it falls apart kind of you know and it's oh. not just exclusively his fault but no. there's a lot of things go into it but it you get this beautiful little moment of like two years here and it's up and down, but it, it's, it's great. It's also, it's something to be said for that beautiful moment where everything was ticking over, but then it's the whole, it, the idea of you've got this white hot angle and it's great to focus on that, but put as much energy into what comes after. And this, this is, is where so many promotions because fall down. The thing is with the, obviously you all know what happens at the end of this pay-per-view. If you don't, you're going to be shocked. Mm -hmm. um, but <clears throat> with the NWO coming out of it, it, it was interesting when they were looking at maybe making it its own promotion, but by that point, it feels like the boat had already completely left mm. the harbor. It was sort of, there should have been more of a concrete plan going into it, but it balloons so quickly and it just becomes this all-encompassing thing that 
it kind of you can't blame them for it exploding, but at the same time, it's entirely their fault. Yeah. It's like they didn't look at the ingredients as they're mixing them in the pot and go, this might be a bit volatile. Nah, just pile it in. <laughs> we'll worry about it Favored later. Nations Clause. I don't know what the fuck that is. Throw it in. Yeah, come on. Come work for us. What do you mean I've got to pay you as much as I'm paying Hogan? Shit. <laughs> what do you mean Hogan wants more money? What? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> That's fine by me, because if he gets more, I get more. <laughs> did, you, did, you, did you release? Creative control? What the fuck's creative? Get in here. Did you, re did you release Lanny Poffo? What? Oh, God. Oh, shit. Is he still on the books? <laughs> <laughs> shit. Yeah, there's, it's, it's such an amazing cautionary tale is WCW, and we get to watch it week to week, which I'm really intrigued by. Yeah. Um, and this is where they started winning, uh, with, the, with the rise of the... With, with taking the guys from AAA. Yeah. It's sort of bringing in a lot of that Lucha flavor, a lot of that um, more world wrestling flavor, because obviously Lucha has a lot in common with um, traditional, you know, British catch-as-catch-can style wrestling. You'd see a lot of that bleed over with the, the, the farming system, basically, mm. everywhere but the WWF. You know, you'd have Mexican talents come in to do excursions, Japanese talents doing excursions, British and European talents going on excursion in the States, Japan, wherever they can, picking up all this like additional flavor. Um, and WCW is the first to really kind of give it that big stage in the States to the point where it's, you know, they've maybe not been great at showcasing it and Bischoff just knows it's exciting, mm. but very quickly it becomes a staple. And WWE, you know, to, to try and even things out, they obviously bring in a bit more of a more dynamic style, but they rely more on, on the ECW side of it. They rely on the, the shock and the violence Whereas WCW's always tried to be this, like, we're a family company. We'll see how that gets for them in a few years' time, uh, or even a couple of years' time. But it, it's, it, it felt like WCW was trying to do more of the, the athletic side of it. WWF was trying to like, lean into the more sensational, violent side of it. And the bigger guys as well. Yeah, like the, the, the thing is, like, WWF could have tried to compete with WCW by bringing and, in wrestlers like Ray and Psychosis and Hoops and Guerrero. And just given the size, and given the size of the company by this point, they can make anybody a star. Even if business is on its ass, they've been market leader for, you know, over 10 years, pretty much. Exactly. So it, it's... They, they they have that advantage to them that they still do today, right? You but know? Vince always just favours bigger lads. Yeah. Always has. Which, I mean, in this time's had to put it down a bit. It's going to pick back <laughs> up soon, though. Especially when he sees Scotty Steiner. <laughs> Get him over One of the most confusing re-debuts ever, where it's like, you, you, that's Scott Steiner. All right. <laughs> Are we getting Opens him his mouth. Yeah, it's Scott Steiner. <laughs> Get him fucking back. Survivor Series 2002. Fantastic. Because it's great because we're coming at the end on the SmackDown review. We're coming at the end of the tail end of the invasion now. And yeah. it's funny how many strong WCW talents come in immediately after the invasion. I think anybody, anybody who had the, the contract to sit at home and work out, like sit out the contract, amazing. Yeah. But like if you, if you, the type of person where you're going to be that bored <laughs> the, and there's not really a lot sitting on the contract and you can break a bigger deal, I think it was always going to be more beneficial to the the stars who jump first because they'd be the more featured names from the promotion even mm. if they're not bigger names. It backfired horribly, obviously, and they could have maybe waited an extra week to do the, the Nitro test episode because it would have been in the South mm. um, when they had Bagwell versus Booker. They might have had a more favorable response. But, you know, even even if they did do WCW Raw, it, I don't think it would have lasted. No, they would have gone back. It would have gone back to Raw's War and then back to Raw. And, you know, I think everything would have folded back in line with itself. Because ultimately, 
it was exciting at the time in the wrestling sphere, but when you look at it from a business point of view, it was a failed company. Mm. So why are you clinging on to it, I guess? It's got a lot of legacy, but the fans will never accept it because they know it's, it's Vince booking it. Mm. They, they're not really a fan of that style historically. But I think you could have still booked it in a way mm. that made it, because we've watched it week to week, and generally they're, they're not, they've not done very well. No. <laughs> the Allies it's, haven't it's, done very well week to week. They're kind of finding their feet now with the presentation side of it, which is quite cool. A lot of stuff mm. to the floor in this match. Yeah. Really good opener. Crowd's starting to wake up. Arguably, like the Kevin Nash Scott Hall stuff was far better than any of the invasion. Yeah. What a hot take well, that it, is. It's genuinely, I, I think, you know, looking through rose tinted glasses as a kid, the invasion was fucking amazing. Mm. Second, you look back at it with any level of level headedness, it's like, ah, it just, it just fucking like, if so much stuff was just lined up, this would have been amazing. But given the hurried nature of it procuring the rights to the point where, they didn't even procure the fucking ECW logo trademarks and stuff. No, to, Heyman said, yeah, you can have it. a deal and with the HHG Corporation or whatever it was. Um, but I love the fact that Paul Heyman went, yeah, don't worry, they're mine. You can have them. Yeah. And then they turned, then they started playing the music on Raw and then the HHG <laughs> company went, went, hang on, that's not yours to give, dickhead. That's ours. You bankrupted. <laughs> we bought that off you. He went, oh, okay. I'll Tommy be a Dreamer in a just frequenting his local gun stores, staring at Heyman, <laughs> shaking his head. Great days. This has been a banger of an opener, mm -hmm. which is, I don't know why we expected anything less. No, I mean, Start it, it's, it's the one thing, as I said, they're finding their feet with structure in the cards and, and like the production of it. But the one thing that they've never been wrong about since the get-go is they quite a lot in the nitros we've watched, we've had uh, a cruiserweight opener. <sighs> Because it's just exciting. Like nobody yeah. else on the cards doing this stuff. Nobody else is even getting close to this level of athleticism. Explosiveness, sure. You've got big explosive guys like the Steiners, Scott Norton, mm. but nobody's bringing this level of crazy shit. And then you throw in someone like Dean Malenko who doesn't do the crazy flippy shit, but is able to do stuff in the ring that looks like magic rolling around somebody else. It's just an offering nobody else has, isn't it? It's great. And that's and they know that. And they want people yeah. who are just dipping around or maybe just seeing the paper for the first time to go, wow, this is brilliant. Ray's and then they can his ass. And then they can manage their <laughs> Oh then they can manage their expectations as the night goes on. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, it's not we don't do all of this. But the, the cruiserweight division, like as as semi featured as it is now, and as much as we talk about if only they they'd increase that ceiling. When no one near the ceiling yet, it's, it's going to really start to take off over the next year or two. But toward the end, it felt like they were still experimenting with the cruiserweight division. Um, I don't know if they ever quite got it, you know, right, right all mm. the time. But there are definitely moments where it's like, fuck, yeah, this is this is unique to you. This is this should be a signature of your product. And it becomes it. Do you think that the era of a cruiserweight? Whoa! You are done. Absolutely incredible. Oh, oh. Just Ray. The fact Ray's still going. Yeah. Looking down this card, in fact, everybody from this show has, I believe everybody has retired except Ray Mysterio. <laughs> really? I think so. I mean, Conan's not as often. I'll double check this as the night goes on. DDP's like retired. Everybody's in at least soft retirement. D yeah. Everyone's yeah. in soft, at least soft retirement. Except, oh, Sting. Sting's still going. Nah. Nah, soft I think it's a, I think it's a different Sting. <laughs> oh, that's a, There's a stunt Sting. St a, a stunt Sting. Every time he goes to do a big spot, it's just like, oh, camera moves, and then up jumps this <laughs> seven-foot-three ripped guy with Sting face paint. Just does a front flip off a table. 
lands like 30 feet below, and then the real sting comes out the rubble like, oh! Oh, see that flip? I definitely did. God, oh. I'm crazy. I'm so wild. Uh, what did the Observer give Ray versus Psychosis? Um, much like these Pringles. One and a half star. No, I, I reckon it, it's got to be at least a four. Four and three quarters. Mm. Uh, the Rey Mysterio versus Psychosis opening match was described by readers of one reader of the Wrestling Observer as the first great match of the 21st century, which is amazing because it's not the 21st century yet. Yeah, it's still the 20th century. God, Dave, get your readers <laughs> educated. Oh, Conan. U.S. champ, K-Dog. And that's Scott Steiner's move. <laughs> so Conan and Ric Flair tonight. Weird feud that they've built. I quite like Flair after the US title, though. Yep. You know, the, the thing that you can say with, I guess, the lineage still carries over at this point. These are the NWA belts. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, like, it, I think the thing with the, the extra long lineage is lineage... Felt like it meanted something. Meant it meant something it more back then. You know, lineage now. When they moved the lineage of the IWGP title, everybody was pissed off. But I, you know, I think it. People know it's the same belt, even if not in name. So I guess they can kind of, you know, whatever. Even if they're going to start a new lineage. But I think by this point, these belts have such a storied history that it makes sense. Flair would have no problem going after the US title. It's a champion of the entire country. Yeah, he was Ric Flair. Mm. So I, this is why I, I, I like the idea that they're hopefully going to be carrying over that lineage to the new World Heavyweight title. I believe they are. They've, they've suggested mm. like as much, haven't they? So there, there was there, yeah, there's um, there's like a, a, a show on the network now, which is like the 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 history of the World Heavyweight title. Yeah. And Matt Camp does a bit at the front where he talks about you know how a new champion's about to be crowned yeah. about to be crowned round the corner. So I'm like, okay, so I guess we're rolling with it. Like the one that you know, the big goals, the one that Triple yeah. H brought back in 02. I don't see that. Is this the is the thing. I, I I think like if you're gonna go from 02, I just just tie in the the entire lineage. Like it's the NWA is no threat now, but you know back in the day it was a very big deal. Yeah. Um. So I I think that there's no shame in going. You know, this is the belt that is tied to names like Harley Race, Rick Flair. Oh, God, yeah. Own you know, it. I, I think that's the, the thing. Oh, my God. Sorry. It looks like a sad limp dick. It looks like a sad limp dick. dick on a pole match. Here he comes. I'm half coming, and half. I'm John coming Tenser. for that limp dick. Oh, he's still got a full tash, but he's shaved off the beard. Even more confusingly, given that Bubba specifically shaved one side of his head, he now has no beard, full mustache, half his hair missing. Poor John Tenter living the gimmick. Right. How the fuck do you explain that? When you're in a fucking oh, waffle house so, at two in the morning. It's so sad. And you just want your bacon. So this is not a limp dick on a pole match. This is a Carson City silver dollar match. And you're probably thinking what we're thinking. How the fuck are either of these two big lads going to get up that fucking pole? Yeah, because <laughs> it's, it's, it's quite some height. An, an agile, sl more slender. I've got it. I've fuck got it. all the I've way off. I've got it. Jimmy Hart up on the top. Jimmy Hart's actually a legendary level squatter <laughs> in both senses. He doesn't pay any rent, doesn't pay any mortgage, <laughs> but he's also great at, at just dead squatting weights or whatever. You know, gym terminology. Oh, I'm <laughs> such a gym rat. Yeah. You're well a gym um, rat. 
But yeah, Jimmy Hart's gonna gonna squat all of Scott not Scott Norton, uh, Big Bubba's weight all the way up the pole, and he's gonna be able to get it. So you think so Jimmy's gonna help him up? That's just stupidly <laughs> high. I don't think anybody. I don't think. I think when they fitted it, they didn't think about it properly. <laughs> they got all the way to the match and they were like, "Guys, those are actual real silver dollars." Like, fuck. <laughs> we didn't get the gimmick chocolate ones. We didn't get the gimmick chocolate ones. And they just put an extra nine feet on it. <laughs> Never mind that. Like, like, yeah, is that why they've hit? Is that because they are so rare? They don't want anybody to jump in and nick them. Oh, Tenter looks livid. I feel so bad for Tenter. His his look needs a desperate overhaul. It's is this one of these things where it's kind of like, oh, I don't really want to fucking do it, but it's a featured spot and it might lead to something else. Yeah. Now he's he's thinking what we're thinking. Yeah, like, well, how, how the, the fuck? fuck are you getting up there, lad? Love you, John. It's duct taped in the middle. Maybe you can rip it in half. I think someone's got to rip it apart. Or maybe Jimmy Hart shimmies up it because he's the smallest guy. Bubba just does a backflip, lands on the top. <laughs> I see Ray Trailer, right? I, I think one of the most underrated overall talents. Boss yeah. Man obviously got some amazing memories, but Big Bubba, like before this, like I think he's just such a good in ring worker. Good all round. Just great all round. I fucking love Boss Man. I always remember WrestleMania 7, he faced Mr. Perfect for the IC title. Yeah. And he was a stocky lad, but he was quick as a cat. This is the thing. I and think he he's, he's just. He's believable in a weird way. It's just this kind of drunken, brawly, kind of mm. conniving, scheming. He fits. And he's got all the, the kind of personality of a comic bookie or a villain, doesn't he? Yeah. He's not quite fully blown repo man, but he's just he's just acceptable <laughs> levels of like Adrian Adonis kind of like I'm a bad guy. Christ. <laughs> so so far this has been I'll look at the pole and think how the fuck then I'll get fall then I'll get dropped then my opponent and will eventually go. when Bubba suplexes Tenter on the top Tenter's going to suplex the pole oh! and that's how he's going to come down. You have great ambition for these gentlemen. <laughs> it feels I, uh, like the pole's getting higher. It's <laughs> Stupidly high. It doesn't need like one pole less would have been fine. How the, e even Bubba's now going. How the fuck am I doing this? <laughs> oh, crushed! <laughs> right on the turnbuckle. As I well. get the vibe that both of them went. I didn't realise the pole would be that high. <laughs> they only went to take a drink out of the Pringles. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's this smacks of. Oh, we'll sort it when we're out there. We need to check the height, guys. It's when they got a work, they got a work experience to buy to sort the pole out. How tall is he? Six three. Oh, he's got like at least a fifteen foot reach. Yeah. So yeah. if there's two of them, we'll put we'll do it twice their size. Yeah. There was there was some stupid fucking logic in that. So all right, get out there. Right, I need to figure this out. Right, you're out there. How the fuck do I get up here? <laughs> it's just stupidly tall. Now, you can win the match without the silver dollars. It depends. If John Tenter has been watching his lumberjack programs like I watch my lumberjack programs, he'll be able to whack one of them bad boys around it and go wada, 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 all the way up. Oh, hang on. Here he comes. Old 4D chest Tenter. Look at him. This is completely safe. Just get the ratchet straps nice and loose by the audience. <laughs> Somebody's getting <laughs> fucking silver dollars in the face. Oh, he's, oh he's, see, this, this is, isn't a seatbelt match. What's this? This is a slightly different match to Rey Mysterio versus Psychosis. Slightly different in execution. Just, yeah. Slightly different in crowd response, too. Yeah. yeah. I, think they're, I think they're having a little sleep after the first match. Letting these guys figure out how they're going to defy gravity. 
And I like both. I like Tenta and I like Ray. Mm. Uh, but I don't think this match shows them in the best light. Oh, and, oh is this how he wins? Just... No, I'd, I'd very much say it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> like, is this what we're doing, Bubba? Yeah, fuck it. We can't reach it. Let's just choke you out. Can we just get, like, John Tenta some ring music? Maybe a cape to wear to the ring. Just something. He looks like, I love him, but he looks like a hobo. Well, see, I thought. sucks. I thought. Sorry to speak with my mouth full. Now you're good. Um, I thought that we get maybe a two or three week turnaround on this. He'd shave Bubba bald. Bubba'd shave him bald. They'd have the blow off match or whatever. And Tenta gets to shave him. And then we'd get John Tenter the man because this is it was the whole thing. It was like, I'm not a shark, you know. I'm not a natural disaster or whatever. I'm I'm a man. And I think the idea of having like giving him a whole new outfit, letting him just be more rough. Mm. I reckon you could have made Tenter into a bit of a, a like a mid card boss. You could have done, but like, in- he's got the size and build of like a really intimidating fucking bouncer, like. That alone is like, he's an easy heel. Just have him stand there silently while somebody talks for him. Because the problem with Tenta was like, he could cut a promo, but he's just so softly spoken. <laughs> he's just such a nice bloke. that it, it, it never really felt like he was intently being violent or whatever. But there's something quite unique about that. Yeah, the well, heel had it, right? You, you bring yeah. him in nice and quiet yeah. and then yet snap really loudly. I don't want to hurt you. Like, let's not fall out because if we Could do you imagine fight, what I'll sort of like an abyss style Joseph Parksy character would have been for John Tenter? Oh, we nearly had it, didn't we, with um, <laughs> with Golga? Mm. <laughs> if they let that breathe a little bit, we could I have. I had... still couldn't believe they brought him back under a mask and put him in with that. I guess it was, you know, it was a hot angle or whatever, but it's like. Strange choice. John Tenter. He seemed to have fun doing it. Yeah, lovely but time. But it was like. It was like, he wasn't even that old. I get that he was an old face. But, like, give him a new look. Bossman came back and fit in, like, perfectly. Vince has this weird energy about certain people who are old and not old. I mean, like, we've said it a few times. Tenter has looked 45 since the day he was born. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's, he's... He's only 28 here. Yeah, he's, like... <laughs> but he won't even be that far off. He'll probably be in his mid-30s. Yeah. Like, it, it's... <laughs> it's just... He doesn't really have that mega intimidating look. It worked for the 80s, I guess. But I think you could have done something with him. Shave the hair down or just give him something. But again, like if Vince thinks you're old, then that's it. But then it's the, but then Vince was like, Savage, you're too old. Sit on commentary and call this match featuring Nikolai Volkov. I just want to wrestle one more match. <laughs> just let me get in. There. I'll fucking wrestle Brawler. Just let me in there. Just give me just two minutes. No, you're going to sit here and talk about how the ECW invasion. Oh, sorry. That's five years <laughs> away. <laughs> you're going to sit here and talk about King Kong Bundy back in the ring. And Nikolai Volkov. But I'm too old? Yes, you're too old. They're the new generation. And you're not allowed to do any of the you never draw a dime, Bundy. <laughs> oh. Oh, Here I was right! Shimmy, shimmy. Shimmy heart. Am I right, kids? <laughs> oh, you're going to do mega up. views on TikTok for that. Shimmy heart. Shimmy heart. <laughs> Look at him go. <laughs> Terrifying. Pin the man him. might die. Pin him, Ah. Pin him. Him. Just shove the pole over. Give it a shake. I'm g- oh. Give it a violent shake. <laughs> I want to see how far Jimmy Hart can fly. How did Jimmy Hart not Oh, have he's his... not turned around. Drop it. Go on, drop it. <laughs> yes, John. Yes. yes, John. Yes. Oh, Christ. 
He's a man! No! He's not a shark! He's a man with a limp dick! <laughs> I hit him with the limp dick! I hit him with the used condom full of coins! What a moment! Thank God, now shave him bald, John! <laughs> back shave him bald, back, back sack, sack and, and crack. crack, go on! That's the Reclaim only way now. your glory! <laughs> Get fucking avalanche out here, or tugboat, or whoever the fuck! Get tuggers out! I said, empty the limp dick out onto the face of... <laughs> Big Bubba. Oh, yes! Send him to the afterlife, John! He could have been an early Viking raider! That just looks funny. Shave him! Shave his back! Shave his back! Shave his balls! Oh, he's gone! I'd say he's done! He's, 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 he's done, dead. and he's left him with like twenty dollars in coins. There you go. He's won. What a nice bloke, John Tenter is. He tipped it. That's, that's what. That's what we said. Like that's he's your, a nice guy. That's your, that's your cab fare back home. I know you're probably being knocked silly a bit there. Just get home safely. Give, drop us a message right when you get in. Yeah, three Just rings. Page me right. Just give us a pager. <laughs> give us a page. <laughs> I'm surprised. Like the like. Do you think pages would ever make a comeback? They're still a thing in hospitals, I believe. Yeah. Um, cause I think that they're, they're more, they're quicker to alert, I think in, in terrible signal situations. Right. But I think they, they still have very minimal usage, but I'd like for pages to come back. Is it I more... want mini discs to come back more than anything. Oh, don't threaten me with a good time. Mm. They weren't around that long, were they really mini discs? Nah, it was like the fidelity was amazing on them, but it was just so expensive. Mm. And not a lot of shit released on it either, so it was all like a, you had to buy it to put it on a mini disc that you had to buy to then put it in a mini disc player. Radio stations I used to work out used to have big boxes full. Of yeah, things. it's same with Betamax, isn't it? It's a redundant format, but it, it it's just good for storage. Mm. So you put all your jingles and stuff onto mini discs yeah. and play them out. So um, Tony Shivani, I can confirm, is the tribal chief. Yeah, we've got Luau Tony going on. <laughs> <laughs> Tony's just coming off the street. He's like, <laughs> he's like, oh fuck, is it? Oh, it's a moment, right? Yeah, he's just put down his pina colada off, <laughs> off camera. Dusty quickly threw the jacket on over his beach gear. <laughs> Bobby's done it. Look, Bobby's got his, he's got his uh, beach clothes on. I will wear my swimming trunks under this. Here we go. United oh. by face paint. <laughs> Thank God Hogan's not there. <laughs> Eating the scenery. <laughs> I mean, it's lovely. It's lovely face paint. Luger's wearing the NWO colours. He is. He's, he's turning. I tell you. Well, not that they're the NWO colours right now. Mm. I'm leading the WWE. The WCW. <laughs> not everybody. It'd be weird. <laughs> be healthy. Be a health and safety violation. I like I like how Savage seems to have done his own, and Luger and Stings have been done by the same person. Come on, Sting did Luger's. You know that for a fact. <laughs> yeah. Stay still, Lex. For fuck's sake. God, they can make Luger talk. I'm just trying to eat my pre-workout. Oh, no. Just shoveling dry powder in. <laughs> I get really nervous when Luger speaks. So nervous. <laughs> oh, well done, Luger. He got through it. 
Good thing he looks like that, eh? Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's Didn't good... make out a word he was saying. Look a, at them veins. It's a good job Look you're pretty. Vascular, that man is. It's a good job you're pretty. <laughs> Lex is looking very vasodilated. That's my uh, AS level biology there coming out. You doing all the big gym talk today? What's what's going on? You're showing off. I need to get back to the gym soon. <laughs> I assumed you'd, you'd been back in. No, not yet. I need to, um, well, I might join you because I desperately need to. I'll be going to some level of 24-hour gym. Mm. And I live in the city centre, so just so hit me up. Plenty, yeah. yeah. I got a bit poorly over the weekend. And yeah. uh, I ended up having to go home from work yesterday. Really? I was just, yeah. Just wasn't feeling very like that's, By the way, that's like a rare fucking thing. Like, Tom is mm. like, like, Tom, you finished at two. It's time to, you're like, oh, I'm just going to sort this. And it's like six. Yeah. Tom, you finished at two. Get the fuck home. Go and relax. Stop working. I had a stupidly busy weekend, and then uh, I got, and then I was feeling a bit under the weather Monday. Yeah. And then I came in on Tuesday, and uh, like my skin felt really hot, and like I had a headache just there that wouldn't go away. And I read, and then Adam just said, "Look, just go home." And I slept from like half ten in the morning till five o'clock at night. Fuck and me. Like, and I did, um, I did me, I did me, took me, took me blood pressure. It was high normal. So I was like, Whoa. "Okay, we should probably keep." keep tabs on this <laughs> i'm on like a whole uh, self-care thing now that I, I went to the dentist after cracking my tooth in september oh yeah and just living with it i just lived with a fucking massive cracked mm. tooth because it was easier to just keep on working and it was all right it wasn't that bad and then here comes dogaroni pizza Dugaroni um, pizza but i just kind of just kept going kept going just eating with one side of my mouth and it's like, this is fucking ridiculous just need to go to the dentist went to the dentist dealt with it and it's just like oh that took fucking like half an hour. And now you're fine again. And it's like, I'm fine again. I can eat with both sides of my mouth. So it, it's not impossible to look after yourself. You dick. Yeah. You forget it. You Sit yourself down it. and give yourself a slap sometimes. That's what you got to do. Uh, by the way, if you're watching with us, 38 minutes exactly. One, two, Italy's three, hero is four, just working his way into the ring. Hero in Italia. The, in the standard red, white, and blue of the Italian national team. <laughs> uh, that's a spicy pizza, Last says Jim Duggaroni pizza. <laughs> Le Stars and Stripes. The Stars and Stripes, of course, originally Italy's flag before America stole it. <laughs> Stripe Oestaro, yeah. as it's better known. <laughs> it's because the French did that big lady that's in the New York bit in it with a big American flag, even Liberty though she's not got the flag. Statuette. Yeah. The Italians just went, oh, fuck, just keep the flag then. Fuck off. <laughs> Green, that was their exact red. words. Green for the healthy stuff. White for hopes and dreams, usually. Red, because some bad stuff happened. But we're past the, it now. The blood of angry men. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, marinara sauce. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to our Italian listeners. I, uh, I'm i not. I, I fucking love Italy. Italy's amazing, genuinely. Oh, what did uh, Melter give Tenta and Bubba? Now, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go out here and think that it might be maybe a dud. No. Did it get maybe a 1.2? Close. It was one and a quarter. One and a quarter. Dave was very polite. Getting them fucking stars, John. <laughs> Does it beat the 50 stars on the Italian flag as shown by <laughs> Jim Duggaroni Pizza? The 50 stars, of course, representing the 50 different types of pasta you can have. <laughs> Name them. Linguini. One. <laughs> Bolognese. That's uh, sauce. Uh, spaghetti. Spagoot. Two. Uh... Gabagol's meat. Trying, what else? Uh, Fusilli. Three. Yeah. Bow ties. Thomas the Tank Engine. Bow ties and Thomas the um, Tank Engine. SpongeBob had some. SpongeBob. Pen. He, Heinz Spaghetti Hoops. Spaghetti Hoops. Yeah. 
They're different from spaghetti. Uh, Ghostbusters. Spaghetti. Ghostbusters, yeah. Uh, there's probably Paw Patrol and Peppa Pig Paw now. Paw Patrol and Peppa Pig. Yeah. Tennis 11. Um, Rigatoni. Pepperoni. Italian. Um, Hawaiian with Hawaiian with, uh, with pineapple. <laughs> These are pizzas, uh, but they're like they're like pasta. No, I they guess. are pastas. You just cut it up thin and you put it in the sauce, and, and it, it's really same. a pepperoni pizza is a one piece of pasta that's rolled very thin. Yeah, and it just looks like a pizza. Yeah, you just cook it. You don't put anything on it. It just comes out like that. Just that's it. That's how gifted Italian chefs are. Well, what's the, well? He's oh, I thought he was tying him up then. No, the referee's just mm. like, I'm sick of this shit. Sick of these Italian. I'm from an Italian family. And Jim, <laughs> you're not. You're taking the piss now, mate. mate it's a uh, it's a uh, a taped fist match, by the way. Both yes. fists are taped. So we've been building this with Jim Duggan for a few months now, uh, but like we you. we've been kind of touching on the fact that he is from Irish bare knuckle or tape knuckle uh, stock. Yes. So he's he's kind of, you know, a brawler of a fighter. We've seen him bust this out in a few memorable moments. Yeah. But it, it's kind of, they, they really went in with, with Finley because Finley is like the hardest motherfucker they've got by some country <laughs> mile. Legitimately, I'd argue, uh, Finley could have fucking taken anybody in that locker room any day of the week. So I, I think they, they lean in with Finley, who has a good reputation as a brawler. It's actually kind of ignited interest in Duggan, who up to this point was just a bit of a, you know, pastiche getting wheeled out to do the... the and I mean, he still is, but like, now he's he's got a bit more to him, right? Mm. It's a bit crap, but he's got a bit more to him. He's got a, a very th a quick thing he can bust out, and this match is his specialty. I've enjoyed the, the how they've got over the taped fist. Yeah, because it's, it's the way in which he tapes the fist that I think people are reacting to because it's always really quick and it's like, oh, and he'll get cut off halfway through. Well, the best one was, the, the best, so he's used it a few times to win matches. Then he was in a world title match against the Giant mm -hmm. where he started taping the fist, but Giant hit the choke slam before he could finish taping the fist. It was like so Sabu taping his muscle back into his arm. He's still going he, as he's getting lifted as if he's got a chance to nail him. And, if, if we, and then you kind of go, oh, if he nailed him with a taped fist, would Duggaroni Pizza become the world champion? But this is, he's, he's a perennial underdog. Mm. Um, despite, you know, having quite a level of success, by this point, he, he just fits into the underdog thing very well. Mm. Yeah, he will always be like that. He's one of those guys from the 80s and the 90s that never needed a title. I always saw Jim Duggan as somebody that, even if he lost it, would never really get him down. No. Like, he'd always look on the bright side of, well, there's just another chance to beat him. Like, and that's why I think... He's very good at exemplifying that, but I think it gets a bit old by this point. So even if it's a bit crap, the, the tape fist's pretty good. I don't remember him losing that often. No. Uh, just generally through into, like he would always if he didn't get if he didn't win, it would be like a DQ or a count out. Mm. Or I think he was very protected during his time in the WWF. And now he's one of Hogan's mates. He's also very protected. Well, until he got well. caught with a sheik in the car. But oh yeah, there was that. <laughs> Him and the Sheik were just having a little bit of the... Was it a bit of a doobie? Well, um, Duggan had weed on him. Sheik had crack on him. Right. But Vince is more annoyed of, hang on, you're facing heel. You shouldn't be driving together. You shouldn't together. be traveling together, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was the big... I think Duggan comes back first, right? Yes. Yeah. Because I think Sheiky Baby comes back as... Does he not come back with Slaughter? Yeah, is as it that Colonel long a gap? It might be that long a gap, I think, yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, because, sure I mean, does. crack was obviously everywhere at the time it was a very big social problem still is but like at the time was an incredibly prevalent social problem well, Pee Wee Herman and did much, a video much, about much it much more addictive than something like marijuana which is more of a an effect based addiction rather than a, a biological addiction that something like crack would bring on so 
Crack. Maybe Sheik was maybe not thinking in the <laughs> in the in the, the most straightforward of, of of ways, which might explain the extended hiatus a little might bit. Might need to go and get the Whereas crack Duggan, out get of him off, system. get him off the green for a week or two, and just be like, "Come on, man, get the crack out of your system." Bro. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I had enough trouble getting caffeine out of my system. Caffeine's a hard one, though. You mm. get real bad headaches. Yeah, it's like cutting down on drinking or anything else. So you you just like you're fine. And then all of a sudden, it'll just be like, oh, I can murder a pint. And it's like, but I'm trying to watch my calories. And then your body's yeah. like, pint. <laughs> and you're like, okay, the sun is out. <laughs> I had a grim to oh, by Diamond Cutter for the win. Um, now, pretty middle of the road that. Some good, good shenanigans. Duggan straight back you up. Know, you, had the, you had the taping of the legs. Duggan going straight for the fist. Here we go. The theatrics. Getting a good wind on it. <laughs> whoop Gonna get your heat back, Duggan. Like, I like just a... can't wait for like how big a star DDP's about to become. Yeah. Oh! He becomes a guy. He's the coolest motherfucker in the world, man. And he's one of the only few people that few people that don't join the NWO. He like, whatever that he is rocks right now. That fucking hair for like a twenty year stretch. <laughs> that motherfucker's diamond. Hence Diamond Dallas Page. Yeah. Jesus, like he's. <laughs> He's such a good story as well. Like, I mean, getting into wrestling as late as he did to go on to have the success he did and be one of the only people that everybody says is a nice guy. Mm. Like, nobody Beloved. seems to have a bad word to say about him. Well, DDP getting the cut. There's the diamond cutter again. This yep. move is getting over like Rover. Mm -hmm. People are loving the diamond cutter. Comes out of nowhere, man. I like it a lot. I like it. So weird. <laughs> and that, that, that rip-off Nirvana theme. Oh, here he is again. Jimmy Hart, you've done it again with that Nirvana No, theme. this is one of Jimmy's clones. <laughs> oh, is, oh, yeah. He's in different clothing. <laughs> Kevin Sullivan looking fucking great today. Sullivan's in incredible shape, isn't he? Last few months, he's really yeah, trimmed down. he's been grafting. It's almost like his wife's about to leave him. Fuck's sake. It's, but she is, though. There's, if there's one wrestler who I, I actively want to go back and absorb as much as I can as possible, it's Sullivan. Yeah. The psychology just seems to be insane. Because there's some great stuff in there, like the way that he speaks. Florida, man, when he had the whole state terrified of him. Brilliant. And a great choice to put him with Giant, because oh, there's yeah, a great like, learning tree there. It's Because it's not like Giant can't cut a promo. He's got the charisma and the air around him, but mm. Sullivan's just evil, isn't he? He's got a bit of um, Kevin Smith about him. Little bit, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just in his posture and stuff. And that World Heavyweight title, Big Gold, does suit him. So that's the lineage, we reckon. This is the this is the this is the belt with the lineage. I need someone to drop the new one and give it the little bend at the top. Yeah. My brand. <laughs> the new one needs less of a thick border. I That's think my thoughts on the matter. The thing is, the bigger Don't even the thicker me. the belt, the more it glimmers for the live crowd, I've always felt. Mm. So the thicker the plate. I just, I like the big gold. I hated the what they the did with it when the there was a flat-fronted one once, and they did that flare um, anniversary one. Do you remember, like, a few years back, where it was like, here's all of his defenses on the side plates, and it looked beautiful. Mm. Second you saw it out, it was flat-plated, and it's like, why the fuck doesn't it have the curved plate? Why is it a smaller plate, like... Tony the Tiger. 
with uh, Hollywood Arn. I thought you Tony the Tiger with Chris Benoit here. <laughs> what we're going to be a very awkward... Uh... He's got a great voice, Tony the Tiger. He does. And Arn looks like he's literally on holiday with his Arn son. Arn looks like he's about to you stop fucking around with the bandsaw <laughs> in, in, in DT. Arn looks like a woodwork teacher. Just put an apron well, on him. It's because he's in his pants. An ill-fitting shirt. It's because he's in his pants next to the beach. It looks like he's about to say, "Stop burying your brother and get over it's here." Because, like, if you cover his lower half, it looks normal, and if you cover his top half, it looks normal. But when you combine <laughs> the fact he's half wrestling, half street dad on, it's like Benoit's got the cut off. You know, it kind of works. He's, he's at entrance gear. <laughs> Arn just looks like he's come straight from the fucking beach after reading a newspaper. Like he's been sat on the set the entire time. Just because he's got his sunglasses, he's got his glasses on as well. His reading glasses are on. So he's got the fucking proper cornet gigs. <laughs> Those are the DT teacher signature glasses. <laughs> yeah, <I don't> <laughs> Giant. <laughs> Who gets the title shot if the horsemen win? Well, that's for the horsemen to worry about, I suppose. Because I'd like. Although it to you, be you'd assume there'd be def, like there'd be deference. There'd be. Mm. There's got to be an internal plan. Arn's become world. Because it'd be champion. like we help you to get to that. You help us to get these, and then we control the, all the gold. Mm. Flair takes US. Ben Juan Mongo <laughs> takes <laughs> tag title. Well, no, Flair US, Mongo World, <laughs> Arn Cruiserweight, Ben Juan Television. Let's go. No, we will believe it because it's on the card. Dog <laughs> collar four-man dog collar match. You won't believe what's coming up. It's this match that we advertised now, the other week. Now, we've seen the dog collar over the last couple of weeks. It's been whapped out and hung around the side <laughs> of the post and not used at all as a weapon or anything. No. But here come the public enemy, and you can tell it's time for public enemy because everybody's uh, doing the dance. Everyone's waving at a time. It's almost as if this music is dubbed over. <laughs> Well, they look delighted. I think they're winning. Fucking pay-per-view payday, mate. <laughs> Bless them. This is never any feud. Johnny Grunge didn't look quite as happy. Rocco Rock was buzzing. He's over the moon, <laughs> as you say. Pay-per-view payday, brother. Payday, brother. It's like the never-ending feud with the public enemy and the nasty boys. It, it's annoying because it, I feel like the WCW run kind of dilutes how good Public Enemy fucking were. Yes. And how over they fucking were. And then and they it's, were. it's kind of a bit tame by the time it reaches WCW. And then it, it's, well, because it's, got, it's kind of going through a school zone, isn't it? It's like kind of doing 90 <laughs> mile an hour and then shit, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30. And then they, they get out of that zone eventually and, you know, That's a great on, way to describe it's, it's it. They're like going through fucking... a school zone. Especially with the way that the industry's kind of still tapered toward kids at the minute. <laughs> These two fuckers are here, which means it's going to be a brawl. It's going to be a mess. Because <laughs> there's no way that it's not going to be a fucking brawl. It's one of the only things I love about the Nasty Boys is every time I'd watch them as a kid, you knew it was going to get fucking ridiculous. <laughs> like, very rarely does it stay within the confines of the ring, and when it does, it's bland as fuck. So, fingers crossed, lads. Yeah, I think we need them to brawl. Yeah, there needs to be we weapons. Can't let We've them already not got brawl. Public Enemy have set up their terrible finisher on the outside. <laughs> the cell phone, as I'm going to start calling it. The cell phone? <laughs> well, but they take one of themselves out every time they do it. Oh, the cell phone. I'm yeah. the cell phone. No. <laughs> Hello? 
They can add the cell phone element though. Cell phone industry's about to take off massively. Take me back in time, get me in front of Eric Bischoff, let's make this shit happen. You telling me that Randy Savage is a surface to air missile? Yes, Eric, yes, I have. Yes, Ericsson Bischoff. We need him in a human cannon cannon, you're gonna fire him into the ring every week. Eric, get everyone a mobile phone. <laughs> Eric, can you do the big whistle thing, like like where it sounds like a firework going off? Right, sweet. There's the mic. Every time we fire, it just. <laughs> <laughs> do you see where we're coming from? <laughs> so dog collar rules. So I believe it's pinfall, but they all want to. They're wearing a dog collar. Tornado, though, thankfully. Yeah. I get any excuses to make this as, as carnage as possible. How many times are they going to nearly hang themselves? Twice. Twice, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say three, just to be safe. I'm gonna go one more than you. Oh, oh. Big nasty chant to get us to. Oh, immediately using it as a as a knuckle duster, which is exactly how I would do a dog collar match. Of course, dog collar matches go all the way back to the 80s. There's got to be a skipping spot, surely. <laughs> My mother, your mother. Da, 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 da. They never did it, and it's a missed opportunity. We need a triple threat dog collar match to make that dream. They should throw come Johnny Grunge over and then get it all twisted and tied up so they're all stuck really close together. Oh, and it's all going to come in and very meticulously separate them. Yeah. Like but I, they're throwing punches the entire time. Like I do with Alex's jewelry at least once a year, where I have to go, right, separate that. Pull that apart. Twist. It's locked on itself. Oh. Just, just twist it. Spin that way. out. I'll be there with a little. You little... can't twist it that way. It's gonna break. No, you've got to <laughs> twist it the way it feels like it's gonna break. So that's how it comes out. It's the only. We just trust <laughs> me. Oh wait, I broke it. Damn. Fuck. Uh, how much was it? Oh great. Yeah. Oh. There's the card. <laughs> Treat yourself to another one. It's fine. And uh, we have we have the uh, the nasty boys probably going to be split cam. They knew double this would vision. Double du double vision. We knew they would get this. Did you did you see much Public Enemy in their ECW? No, tenure? like so we were a bit late getting to ECW, but by the time we got some tapes, I managed to catch them. But it's it sort of um, they they're always one of those anomalies where I didn't get to see much outside of the WCW stuff. But everybody in every magazine you'd pick up would be like, you know, we know they're capable of more than this, or like talking back to like various feuds they'd had, and it was like, okay, so they they're, they're like they're more travelled than I thought. Mm. So there's more there to check out. But that was a lot of my experience was kind of just picking up not even Power Slam, some of the more fringe magazines because our, our news agents were shit. So you'd see like from time to time, like Power Slam, you grab it when you could. Raw Magazine, whatever, you grab it when you could. Nitro or WCW Magazine, get it when you could. But then there'd just be random kind of like upstarts or people who had ordered in like a wrestling mag from the States but hadn't turned up that week to pay for it. Ah. So it goes straight on the shelf and it's like, yeah. I'll have that. But then you'd see like pictures from Japan and shit, and it'd be like, oh, there's wrestling in Japan? <laughs> and it's like it's fucking stupid people. watching like three Japanese wrestlers on one card by this point going, there's wrestling in Japan? <laughs> like, but it was part of the magic, man, of like the pre-internet thing was, you know, and I know it sucks and we're sitting here going, the pre-internet and this is what we do. And, you know, we're a factor no, but... in, in the way that the, the industry works now in an online news sphere and everything. But... It, there was something magical to it that, you know, it, it's Pandora's box now. The lid's completely off. Yeah. But, like, I, I feel like more people were willing to... I'm not going to go into too much here because I don't know the average age of listeners, but uh, more people were willing to, to, like, Santa it a little bit with fans mm. uh, that were younger. So it, it felt a little bit more kind of, yeah. Whereas now, like, it feels like every fan, regardless of age, kind of... 
nose. Yeah. And it's sort of, you lose the magic of it a bit. Surfboard! Oh, we didn't hit with the hooked end. And, and, a, and a Barry the Shark uses weapons. Nice. Very early on, which I thought I'm delighted about. Um, talk amongst yourself. I need to very quickly go to the loo. Go and have a wee, Mr. Tomothy. But it's one of those things where I think, like, either way, when you look at um, sort of nighty stuff, it, it's the advent of the internet. It, it has changed how a lot of it works. But there was something magical about it, man, I'm telling you. I'm amazed he didn't nail him with the end of the surfboard that had all the hooks hanging out of it, though. Or hooks, fucking wave thingies, or whatever they are. Ultimately, though, whoever wins this, it's not really like they're winning much either. Like, there doesn't feel like there's a lot gone into this. It just feels very thrown together, which is kind of weird for the card, but they've been touting it in the run-up. I just wish we'd seen maybe more dog collar in the build. Because, and maybe more between them and the nasties. Maybe that's been happening on Saturday night, but... It just doesn't really feel like there's been enough here to cement it as, like, this is a blood feud. You need to give a fuck. Because at the minute, the nasties feel like they just get wheeled out whenever. They'd already left the company and come back. Public Enemy are just getting the kind of disaster spot on each card. And it's almost like the Cruiserweights have graduated out of that by this point as well. Where they used to occupy that fully. Now it's kind of, we need a bit of a hardcore element as well. No, they haven't. Well, that's a shame. I was ready for that. <laughs> well, they're hitting each other with surfboards. So that's a good start. Yeah. Well, you when when you left, they just used the surfboard. Ah. The uh, lifeguard chair has been pushed over. I'm glad that they're making full. Do you know what's sad? It's it's you know I'm it's it sounds very. Like we're very lucky to have you miss the, the halcyon quality days of games. the chairs getting dropped on John Cena. No, I miss the halcyon days of wacky setups like this. Mm. You know, stages that look wildly different month to month. The thing is, I miss those days. WWE's excuse was they look like shit on HDTV. I remember yeah. being like, they can't look that bad from far away. Then you go to an access and you see like a backlash, like sign that was used on the stage in like '99 or something. Mm. And it's like, fuck, it does look like shit. It looks terrible. So I get, you know, the art department would have been a massive cost, but I wish they'd do more of it. Mm. Even if they're just using fucking LED screens. Like, what they did above the ring at Clash was cool. I wish they'd kind of had a bit more of a big stage with Castle. Yeah. Like, they did it at Armageddon one year. I think it's just oh, sort of... Armageddon stage. It's got to add so much to the setup time, but what I wouldn't give for the backlash hooks. Oh. just lobbed a whole table at him. He just lobbed a fully open table. <laughs> Give us the backlash hooks, you cowards. <laughs> Swear to God. But then, like, they crammed so many people into that arena in Puerto Rico, but they couldn't have had them in there anyway. I just miss the fucking, um... I miss the simple things of, like, the SmackDown rings, like the Oval SmackDown set. Oh, yeah, the Ovaltron. I'm sick of people just coming out of a screen. Mm. Like, put something in front of them. Like, something for them to walk through, I think would feel a bit more like a, hey, you know, they're the featured... Person. Make it feel like a. I know it sounds ridiculous when you got Seth Rollins in like forty foot fucking letters above him. Make it feel like it's the person, but like make it feel like it's the person that everybody's looking at or whatever. But there's something about just having that framing of the the set. I, I like it. But like I know what they said. You said that oh the big thing is that a lot of those stages look shit in HD. Yeah. Well, shouldn't you have enough money 
to make them not look shit at HD yeah, and still do them the well. Problem is you Am like, I wrong? But the problem is you like money. That's true. <laughs> so it's like, do I spend the extra hundred grand on this set? Or do I just keep it? Mm. Oh, there was a bit of anger Jeez. behind that one there. I mean, like the WrestleMania one, they always go to town on. Like, I love the WrestleMania set. Where well, they like, did until like fucking the... 35, which was just, here's a screen. Mm. And that broke my heart, that. That was when it was like, oh, is that it? At least this year, they had a really good set. Has yeah, he gone like, halfway yeah. through that table already? Oh, I think he has a little bit. Yeah, because it looked like a bit like a movie, like a cinema, didn't it? Yeah. It like a cinema. Yeah. Well, that's a nice touch. You can still do it. Yeah. But I guess do it for your special occasions. Give us a beach at SummerSlam. <laughs> Just fucking do SummerSlam in an open-air venue, ah. like by the beach. Do you remember during lockdown? Have a brawl that goes out onto the beach, and it'll be the best. There was talk of them doing that mm. in 2020 for SummerSlam to find like a beach in Florida where they could just stick a ring in the middle. Yeah, and like, and they, it, oh my god, that would have been amazing. The thing is, it's a complete fucking nightmare. Don't get me wrong, from a production standpoint, because you're not in a controlled environment. There's gonna be sand getting in fucking everything and breaking the yeah, equipment. The weather could turn. The weather could turn at any point. There's a lot of factors that will fuck up your day horribly. Mm -hmm. um, but it just feels special. Yeah. Because we're so used to seeing it inside a fucking room, especially after lockdown, a room with monitors around it, with faces on it. And it's like, just get out there. Do fucking big open air stupid shit. And that, they've been doing it, but you, obviously you can't do it for SmackDown and Raw every week. But like, just give us a special every now and then. What's lovely is that WCW are very open to this. And I believe the next two Nitros we've got are open air. Mm. And there's a few like MTV specials they do. Yeah. Which, which are, are ill fated. Ill fated MTV Is that specials. The New York rained out ones. Well, no, there was there was two they were held, like one that was held in the winter, one that was held in the summer. And yeah. they weren't massive shows. There was like a battle royal for a trophy yeah. for the one of them. And they had like Kid Rock on commentary. And, yeah. Um, so it was like if I was an MTV tie-in. There's a great video about them both uh, by Wrestling Bios. Right. He just did a great video about those ill-fated shows. Yeah. We'll get I'll to, to at some point. Yeah. I'm sure we'll get to them at some point. But um, he does lots of nice videos on things as wrestling bios. I'll have to check them out. For sure. Always looking for more stuff to watch. When I was a bit poorly yesterday, well, oh, I say poorly, I was just like, I think it was either heat exhaustion or just general exhaustion. And I went home at half ten and I put some wrestling bios videos on like uh, a rotation. Yeah. And oh, I just spent the whole on. day falling in and out of consciousness listening to them. Oh, no! Oh no. Ba boom. He is the table. So, wonder why that table decided to say no. Maybe it was the wrong table? Mmm. A non gimmicky one. It doesn't have any sidebars. It might just be in the landing. Like, he might have clipped it, but been carrying his weight forward. Maybe. We'll, we'll see what happens when... If Sags does a splash off the top of it. It's whenever you see a table with, with the lateral bars, that's where you know they've got a wrong one. Oh, really? Is that where the giveaway? Yeah, well, you have long bars usually running down press tables, mm. and they will prevent it from breaking in half. So they have to come off, usually. Sometimes you've even got to score the underside of the table, and there's what looks like a piece of tape in the middle of this one, which might be covering the score. Well, it's covering Twice. incredibly well. That is <laughs> surely not a gimmick table. Two for two. Sag should have really committed to the bit and splashed him rather than giving him like a... He should have just picked him up again immediately and just put him through it. 
Get up there, pile drive him. Pa- Go yeah, on. <laughs> power bomb the shit out of him. Yeah, just it. grab the referee. Put the referee through it. And the, re- the crowd, are, I love how subdued the crowd are. Like, oh, I wanted to see your table. They're literally bro. motionless. Oh, Dad, I wanted the to see The guy who's literally table. stopped halfway down the stairs. Wanted to see a table, dada. Oh, oh, for fuck's sake! Oh, no. You could genuinely break his ankle with... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is this? Everything... For- hey, here we go. There's one. There's one. How's he going to do it? Oh! oh. Nice. That's a quite a distinctive shot. I like that. Distinctive spot, rather. Oh, rock and rock. Do, it's Rocker Rock re- readjusting <laughs> his, his collar around himself because it snapped. <laughs> well, the Nasty Boys win for what purpose? Fuck knows. They were gone from the company I until think- fairly recently and then they just came back unannounced. I think we all won that, let's be honest. <laughs> it's grunge. <laughs> we just want the A end rock, a rock either. That's all we want. I think, I think wrestling wins on this occasion. The fans certainly don't. <laughs> And the feud must continue. <laughs> well, just, he's got a, <laughs> what's, what's a chair? He's got a padded do? chair. <laughs> a literal padded chair. <laughs> the chair had a lovely bit of padding on the front of it, didn't it? He's still persistent with the padded chair. <laughs> Go on, hit him with the padding. It's in the ring. Finally, a table fucking broke, though. Good God. Hey! It, they're so rough and ready, aren't they, these lads? Look, this... if, you, if you were Rock or Rock, you'd have fucking dragged the table that didn't break to the outside and put the fucker through it. <laughs> you wanted to <laughs> win you couldn't it. put you through it twice. Boom! There's something about like the way WCW, WWF does production, even over WCW at this point, where they will always emphasize those big moments. Well, and... So this is kind of tied into the histories a bit. So obviously WCW is a company that kind of came out the back of the Turner Superstation. Yeah. So you have the expertise of the Turner Network executives and, and production uh, to help, like sex it up a bit, make it look a lot better. Um, Vince, on the other hand, had Dick Ebersole. Mm. who was, at the time, I think he was producer for Saturday Night Live. He's the first guy that came in and went, fuck all this dark room shit off, get it bright, get it colorful, get it crazy. And they kind of have a branching break in how wrestling's presented from that point. Because they went, let's make it look professional, let's make it look nice. Let's make it look like a big gimmicky show, Mm. um, which works well with the WWF, whereas WCW kind of does the same, but they weren't afraid to kind of or at least because it was still sort of NWA tied initially, that was it was more of a wrestling oriented product. So it had all the kind of dolled up nature of it, but the wrestling was quite violent. Whereas WWE was much more refined. AEW has that energy. Yeah, you know, and I always and I always get nervous when drawing comparisons with AEW and WCW. But there well, are they can't a lot because they just fucking took the Nitro logo, basically. <laughs> yeah, it took the Nitro logo for Collision. So it's just. I, I, How was that going to do against fucking WWE pay-per-views on a Saturday well, night? Well, that is I just feels interesting like it's inviting like, all sorts of fucking craziness. The only thing that you... The, you know, the advantage that you have is that unless you've got the network, you know, in which case you've got the network, but if you haven't got the network, then you've got free wrestling on a Saturday night. Yeah. And you can't program the pay-per-views with something beefy. Um, but, but when your first card doesn't have punk on it and or like a card doesn't have a, a particularly long... 
interesting build to it or something, yeah. and you're up against something that's had months of build from WWE, like a SummerSlam on a Saturday night, but like, what the fuck do you do? You can throw as many stars as you wanted it, but SummerSlam, SummerSlam. Mm. Like, and you can't move your show because that would be sort of admitting defeat a bit, even though, you know, I'm sure Tony doesn't really see it as defeat. Like, it's just sort of he's doing his thing in his own head or whatever. But mm. it, it confuses me a lot. Uh, it's a bold play. Let's see how it plays off. Let's see how just it like goes. Disco Inferno right oh, now. He's got his gold, rec- disco gold record. He's got his disco ball, which he used to cheat terribly the other week. He did. He, did. he just gently bonked somebody with it. <laughs> oh, by the way. kind of thunk. Dave stars. Dave uh, melts. What a DD- star ratings. <laughs> Probably gave it a dud. <laughs> what Maybe you- one star and a Change. quarter, but most likely a dud. You were bang on. One star and a quarter. Nice. Well done. What did he give uh, DDP and Dougaroni pizza? Didn't ask you that one. Uh, Wasn't as good as the dog collar. Really? No. 0.5. Three quarters of a star. Yeah, better than I thought. Yeah, 0.75, if you will. So dis- Dave obviously just has something against uh, Italian-American wrestlers. <laughs> Dave just loves AEW at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking biased, In 1996. Chill. Fucking he, chill. All he cares about is AEW. He was shows. just looking at Tony Khan going, one day, son, all this will be yours. Just when I'll give you all the stars. Something I found out about this week. Do you know there was talk of Disco jumping to WWF? Yes, I heard this yeah. this week. Uh, to do something with a honky-tonk man. Which I can see working. He was kind of like the gimmick was crap enough that it would have worked, I think. Mm. It would have been very played out quickly, but what would he do after is the big question. But I think it's more the case that, I mean, whether you like Glenn or not, I'm a big fan of businessmen. He so- could seamlessly slide into the Brooklyn Brawler role. Yeah, he could have. Lombardi ever gets tired, just send Disco out there. But I'm sure off the back of him going, hey, Eric, oh, do you want me? Now this. Eric went, here's a bag of money. Now this is something that I can't wait to see. Rip all of his joints out their sockets, Dean. And <laughs> shove them up his ass. <laughs> Go on. Go on, son. <laughs> I remember, I think he... It's, I think Disco used it to play for more money, yeah. which I have no issue. No! Like, you can't. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things that, I mean, the Legion of Doom did it. Uh, Road Warriors, sorry. They did it when they went to Vince the first time. It was very openly to leverage Crockett because that's where they wanted to work and mm. they got what they wanted. They got a guaranteed contract offer. I remember um, when I was much younger, going to work for my dad for a while. Yeah, and he asked me what my hourly rate was when I was from the from when I was working at Game. Right, I lied. Five five seventy five, Dad. I bumped bumped five eighty five, Dad. Bumped it right up. So then he said, "Oh, I can give you this much," which was a little bit lower than that. I went, "Yeah, that's fine." And then he found out months later when we were chatting. He said, "So did you lie about how much you were on?" I went, "Well, yeah." Do that because you know you always encourage me. To, yeah, it's a lie. And he went, well, as your boss, I'm furious, but as your dad, I'm very proud of you. Because <laughs> my dad, but you're fired. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm very proud of you. <laughs> Thanks, dad. What was it your dad does? Oh, he was an electrical wholesaler. So ah. I, I, worked, I, I did some, I did some stuff over the summer for him right. a few years ago. But when I was between jobs, nice. Yeah, I, and my my dad was an electrical wholesaler. He's retired now. Mm-hmm. My brother is as well as is my younger brother. I entered the family business for a summer and I realized I'm not very good at it. 
just, you were like, I just like listening to the radio in the office more than actually doing any of the work. So much. I'm off. See you later. I was a warehouse. I worked in the warehouse and I had my iPod on all yeah. day. Listen to Rocket Buster Radio with William R. Washington. Nice. The new head of creative for AEW. Yeah, I was yeah. like, hey, what a boy. So, I'm, and then, you know, I've said this on a few platforms. I'm fucking delighted for Will. Yeah. Oh my God. I've known him it's... like I've known him since like 2005. Yeah. I, I love the fact that we've got to ha- we've 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 never met properly, but we've always spoke during different little corners of our lives. Yeah. And when that news came out the other week, I'm like, fucking get in. It's go just on, son. good things for good people. Good things for yeah. good people. And he's good people. Yeah. And I'm like, go on, man. I mean, there's, there's always going to be people kind of going and moaning about stuff, but f- like, he deserves it. Worked hard. I firmly believe that good things always happen to good people. Sometimes they take a while. Mm. And that's the only annoying thing. Sometimes they take a while. And sometimes you have to watch good things happen to bad people. But it always comes around. Yeah. It just sometimes takes a while. <laughs> <laughs> I do genuinely believe it. And you should too. Rip his pompadour off, Dean. Now we're about to watch Disco Inferno get ripped to shreds. Rip it off, Dean. Good things happening to good people. Turn his hair into a Merkin, Dean. <laughs> Disco, interestingly, Disco didn't do much in the cruiserweight division. No, well, Disco is one of the the kind of people you can put anywhere on the card, given his shtick. I think that was the one thing about him. He was quite universal mm. um, as a character. You always just want to see him get his ass kicked. Like he was just, it just, it's just easy, easy fodder, isn't he? But then every now and then he just put in a performance, and it was like, holy fuck, he can wrestle when he's on his night. And it was always just, you know, by the time Goldberg arrives, obviously it's just fucking dead. But like. <laughs> He, he could keep you guessing. It was kind of honky tonk man esque, right? It was yeah. sort of like, yeah, like on his, on his, when he's on it and he wants to be there doing it, it's great. True honky tonk man energy. In terms of the character, anyway, not the person, but like when no. the character's too caught up in their own bullshit, that's when they sort of get caught out. Yeah. When they believe their own press releases. Yeah. But that was, yeah, very, yeah, disc, but Disco Photo, as you say, very modeled on honky tonk. I mean, man. yeah, and the thing is, like, he has, he has a, well, he's got the kind of, he's got the Saturday Night Fever thing going on, but he's just got like a, a unique position on the card, I guess, where everybody wants to see him with his ass kicked. Yeah. So you can just put him anywhere. <laughs> but he'll walk out smiling, going, look how brilliant I am. But Thank he had you everybody, very much. He had everybody right here. And then Disco is the key, because right. fucking Disco sucked by the 90s. <laughs> like, people were long over Disco by this point. But that was the joy of him. And that's yeah. why he played it so well. And I'll, and I'll, I'll forever say, like, the Disco photo character was was well positioned. As we will see in our time watching this show, it doesn't always work out the way it's supposed to. No. Some of the stories that he ends up but doing. But he was, he was useful shit. to have around. Useful to have around. Yeah. As long as you accept your role, that you are there to be the comedy figure. And shake your booty, as shake it says on the back booty. of his neon orange pants. <laughs> Sorry, neon yeah. orange flare pants. <laughs> There's something about going in and like knowing your, <laughs> to quote The Rock, knowing your role. Yeah. And going, that's But what? then I think those, those are the people that tend to have like long careers mm. with companies. And the thing is, Disco's here for a long time. Uh, so it's not like he, he's kind of ever fully excommunicated or anything. I don't no, think, anyway. I think there is... Uh, not completely. No, no, he's here for ages. Yeah. I think he's here till like 2000. Yeah, I was going to so. say, I seem to remember him just sort of always being around. I think if you're one of those people that the office can count on to just go out there and do what they need you to do, you're always... You know, you might not get paid the most, you not, might not get featured the most or win many titles, but you're always going to be in a job. You have consistent income. Yeah. Which is what we all need. Yeah. What we all deserve. And the thing is as well, if, if there's less impact on you, you can go into things like training people later on if you're still in good shape. Or do a podcast where you talk about how shit everything is now. Yeah. That which, also you know, is a thing you can do. Yeah. <laughs> Not advisable. But I mean, we're doing it right now. Wow. <laughs> we're saying things are good. I'll be back. Uh, I'm living for a week. Oh, you do your, you, hon. I'm doing my, my 
You do. You, it's your turn now. You do. You've broken the seal as well. But Disco Inferno, uh, the idea of him joining the WWF would have been actually he would have fitted perfectly with some of the stuff that was, that was going on there. But if he used it to leverage more money, then fair play, absolutely fair play, no issue there. Uh, the crux of this story. Uh, we, I think it's really only had like a week or two weeks build where Disco Inferno has gone, hey, Dean Malenko, you've got no charisma. To which we all kind of go, that's fair. <laughs> that's, not, that's not a shot across the bow of Dean, right? Because Dean's an amazing performer, but is a bit lacking in the personality department. That's kind of the thing. That's kind of the bag. And that's just how it is with old Dino Machino. And Disco's jumped on it. There's a bit of a pop here as well for Dean Malenko getting back into it, which is fascinating. Because obviously, whilst Disco is is oh look at was that a was that a, was that the stroke? Was that the stroke before the stroke was even the stroke? Nearly was. But yeah, even though Disco was like a, a, the Disco character was a comedy thing, there's a lot of love, I think, quietly for him, and there's a lot of love for you for checking this out. Thank you for joining us on the Cultaholic Classic Nitro Review Retro reactions to Bash at the Beach 1996, a hell of a pay-per-view in the wrestling history books with, a, with an event that you and I both know what's coming. It's in the thumbnail. You know what's coming. But we're glad that you'll join us to talk about it as we get there. Uh, you can watch this if you don't do so already. You can watch the video version of this podcast and you can take part in future episodes of the Classic Night Show Review. Uh, on our Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash cultaholic. You can join us there. You get video versions of the classic reviews. You get uh, video versions of Desert Island Graps. And sometimes you may get a, a huge video a little bit earlier than everybody else. For example, we dropped our amazing uh, WWE managers ranked from worst to best video. But the Patreon's got it a couple of days early. And that could be you if you're not there already. Yeah, get, get on the Patreon. Yeah, says do, Sam do Driver. Get, get on the Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Coldaholic. Video versions of all the classic reviews. Yeah. Video versions of all the Desert Island Raps. Get to see my big Easter Island head moaning about <laughs> WCW. <laughs> It's Your so big. Easter I, Island head. I haven't ever told you. I can't buy hats, Tom. Unless it's a beanie, Ooh. I can't get hats that fit my head. I don't think hats would suit I've you. I've got like a fucking gargantuan head. Like it, it's huge. Do we, have a, do we have a tape measure? We don't. But I'm I'll try. Measure I'll, your I'll, head. I'll measure it and I'll let you know how big it is next week. But I can't find <laughs> oh. hats. <laughs> I cannot find hats. Oh, mate. And what what hat would you like to wear if you could wear a hat? Um, I don't. I'm not, a, I'm not really been a hat guy. This is the problem. No. Probably a fedora, so I can tell everybody they're wrong. <laughs> and feel comfortable in doing it. <laughs> you know? I've got a flat cap. Um, oh, if I can be old with a flat cap, I'd love that. But my mum calls it a twat hat. <laughs> a twat hat? Because <laughs> I look like a twat when I wear it. Yeah, my mum goes, oh, you're you wearing your twat hat. You need hat. the whole tweed number going on with it, Tom. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's my plan for, like, my 50s. I've got, I think we talked about this on this podcast. My plan for my 50s. Is to go more tweed, yeah. flat cap. I want a grey beard, yeah. and maybe grow the hair out and let it go grey. And I just want to hopefully by fifty have, have have had made enough money to be able to comfortably just sit on my patio and listen to stuff on vinyl all day. Yeah, oh, that's a dream. Isn't it? Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. I like. I'd like enough. Annoy I'd like enough day. to get a mortgage to at least get my foot onto a mortgage would be nice. Mm. Um, but basically, like. I, I want to, like, so I, I'm, I'm hair's going brown again for a bit. 
because you've got to give it breaks, and I've been bleaching it quite a lot. So Tell I'm going to let my hair yeah. go brown. Um, but I, I want to grow it out again, but I don't want to be the fat guy with long hair again. So this is my, my next rest of my 30s is get into shape, mm. grow the fucking hair out. Grow the hair that's out it. again. Yeah. When did you last have... Because I'm trying to think, pictures I've, I've seen of you before I had long we hair worked together. in 2012 was the last time I had long hair. By that point, I'd cut it down. The longest I had it was like down here, I think. Mm. Yeah. But get it super long and dye it like fucking chrome silver. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. We're going to look great when we're older. Yeah. We're going to look bloody great. Yeah. You're going to get into pipe smoking as well. I don't do tobacco. My granddad granda, uh, used to have pipes. So yeah. Probably. Yeah. Do a, have a just little, little bit of. Well, yeah, a little pipe I can just like. If it's anything like a cigar, you don't really smoke it. You just damage your mouth horribly. I just want a little pipe. I want to sit on, the, yeah. sit on my patio, listen to vinyl. I've always got, I've got, I've got cigars. Down. Always got cigars in. You never know when you oh. want a cigar, but like, it's very few and far between. But pipe, maybe, mm. maybe. Lovely, it's a lovely time. Yeah. Sit doing that. Tell Pablo Junior off for scratching at the. <laughs> he's doing. Oh, he's doing our fucking heads in at the moment. Yeah. Um, now the other day, and any cat owners might appreciate this. You might have had this with Cooper. Um, so Alex was cleaning out under the bed the other mm. day. And she said it was a nightmare. So I pulled out the, uh, the we got these drawers under the bed, so there's storage under the bed. Get out of there, disco. Get out. There's this storage under the bed, so you pull the drawers out. So she yeah. pulled one of the drawers out, and it's Pablo walked in and went, ooh, what's under there? And went straight under the bed. Like into the bed behind into the, the drawers. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, and, and he wouldn't come out. He's like, yeah. oh, this is a nice little hidey hole. So as soon as he got out and we put the, sh the drawer back in, yeah. every night now, he scratches at it because he yeah. wants to go back under. Yeah. I'm like, mate. Yeah, it's infuriating. You can get stuff to stick on the sides so they can't damage like the divan side of the... Um... Yeah. Oh, Ooh. get out of there, Disco. Uh, but yeah, it, it can get infuriating because they've got good memories for that stuff. Because he knows under there is a fun little hidey hole place. Yeah. I'm like, mate, let's not be a dick. So I think I think he just wants a hidey hole. So I might have to somehow manufacture him a hidey hole. I've got, I'm lucky enough, I've got a spare room with a bed that's got storage space underneath it. So Cooper's got space to kind of go hide under that bed ah. and like make that his den. But See, we've got, we got a spare room with that as well. Maybe I'll just pull the drawer out and let him just go under it. Yeah. Just get it out of his system. Maybe, but the thing is, then you run the risk of it becoming normalized behavior. Yeah. I think it's best to just retcon it. Yeah. <laughs> just like <laughs> <laughs> fucking men in black just <laughs> forget it forget you saw anything you little dickhead <laughs> forget you saw it all but he's got quite chatty lately which is nice yeah Cooper's really chatty yeah you'll come in and, you, and I feel like as I walk in I go hey how you been oh my god this has been a thing today yeah. I saw a bird oh Dean go on Dean Texas Cloverleaf go on Cloverleaf is honestly I feel one of the best fucking submission finishes in the world. I love the mm. Texas Cloverleaf. Wish it was done more. Yeah. Like Rhea Ripley's got a sort of inverted version of it. Prison trap. Yeah. Prison trap. But I, I, there's something just about the Cloverleaf, especially when it gets to the point where the person's being yanked around by the fucking knee. It just looks vicious. It's like watching, you know, the, the talk on the, the Crippler Crossface. It was always just like, oh, the angle's ankle lock. It was like, ah. Oh. There's something about the cloverleaf and just having your whole body weight hanging by the one knee with supporting all the weight. It just sucks. It's like a sharpshooter, but a lot snugger. That would probably be my finish, I think. The I'd love the Texas cloverleaf, yeah. Tie that up nice. It's good and nice. Who's got the best... Who thinks got the best submission finisher in wrestling at the moment? Would it be Rhea Ripley's prison trap? I don't... I think it's very close to being... It's that. close. 
I'm trying to think. I don't think there's as much emphasis on submission finishes anymore. No, it feels like the style's changing again. Because mm. we went, we got a bit well into submissions around 03, 04. We did. And then it, it tapered off a bit. But I mean, Sabre, obviously one of the best technical wrestlers going. Danielson, mm. you got the little bell lock still. But Rhea's got to be up there. Salt of the Earth, which is like a Fujiwara armbar. Yeah. You know, they're, they're not... They're not Groundbreaking, but they're there. Here we go. Joe Gomez. Gomez. Big Joe Gomez. Now, here's like there's a lot of high hopes for Is Joe he the Gomez. Third man? He's dressed like the third Who's man. Who's the third man? He could be the third man. Oh, what did uh, Dave Meltzer give Dean versus Disco? Uh, let's say two and a quarter. Three and a quarter. Three and a quarter. Yes. Very generous, Far Mr. Meltzer. Far politer than you, you believe. You do so spoil us with these stars. We have been on a, a real Joe Gomez kick in the last four weeks on the classic Nitro review. What's with the crab hands? Little pit crab What's with cam. The it's crab cam because he's coming over the brow. Crab cam. Genius. Yes. <laughs> They've actually stuck little crab pincers to the camera. And it's going from side to side. Crab cam on a dog. Who the fuck is this? She's got a dog. No, who the fuck is the dog? Hey, that ain't that ain't Pepe. Where's... Deborah, if you fuck this up, if what? Mongo's gonna appear with a fucking poodle from now on, Deborah. But he's you can heel. Get fuck. I don't give a shit. If they bring out Pepe, it's gonna get a baby face pop. Fucking Chihuahuas are the healest dogs going. Not Pepe. I don't Pepe's know. adorable. If you mic'd him up, I think he'd be a yappy little bastard. He would, but they'll never will. And that's speaking of somebody who wants a Chihuahua desperately. <laughs> um, but I'm not having this shit. Fucking poodle. I feel bad for the dogs because they don't know what's going on. I don't give a shit. Fuck the poodle. Where's Pepe? Actor dogs don't know they're acting. Did you ever think no. about that? No, they can't know they're acting. Like Eddie from Fraser never knew he was an actor dog. And, and he just thought that to, was his life. You probably didn't have to pay him very much either. No, probably not. It's a producer's dream. <laughs> I think that's what they do with films like Cats and Dogs. <laughs> Were well, they all like, CGI? How much is a trainer? Like Fiverr. Yeah, go on, bring the trainer in. <laughs> So this is Joe Gomez Cats making his... was originally <clears throat> called Americans and Russians. <laughs> oh, my... When it was first fielded in 1985. <laughs> and it took all that while for it to become Cats and Dogs. Break down the plot and you're not half wrong. <laughs> so Gomez versus Mongo, the newest four horsemen. Uh, Mongo is kind of... I, I don't want to say green, green, because he's been training. He's, green, he's a lot more fluid than he was. But he's still very new. He is still green from an in-ring perspective. But he's throwing himself into it. Well, put it this way. He'll be having matches in 1998 yeah. where people go, why are they putting him with Mongo? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> there's, there, in 1998, you and I get to, get to talk about every beat of the epic rivalry between Mongo and the British Bulldog. Yeah. Which, which I am buzzing for. Oh, I bet you are. Oh, my God. Mongo's busted open. Mongo's bleeding because of reasons. And it's, even then they're going, oh, Mongo's the wrong guy to put with Bulldog. It, it's just like Mongo's kind of... It never really made sense for me as a wrestler. But, you know, he's in there. He's having a good time. He's throwing himself into it at least. Is and he bleeding or is he sweating? It looked like he'd cut his mouth. Like It looked like a little bit of blood on his lip. Maybe Gomez bust him open. Oh, but clumsy Gomez. Fucking clumsy Gomez. No wonder he never went on to be Baron Corbin. <laughs> God. <laughs> We're doing, um, obviously, on the SmackDown review, we've been talking about Rob Van Damme a lot lately. Yeah. Van Damme has a habit of accidentally busting wrestlers open. 
in 2001. It's just a habit. He, just can't, he can't stop himself. He can't, it's just his unorthodox offense. He kicked Kurt, he kicked Kurt Angle in the head and busted yeah. him open. Uh, to which point, Karen Angle wrote uh, a very strongly worded email on Kurt Angle's column directed at Rob Van Dam. <laughs> to Rob Van Dam, you attacked my husband, yeah. brackets, for the next five years. Um, <laughs> if you do it again, I'll divorce him. And I'll, I'll get with Jeff Jarrett, and then if you bust him open, then fuck knows what's going to happen next. <laughs> yeah, she was livid. She did a column where she went, you're very good, but I don't think you're safe enough to be in the WWE. <laughs> I get it, though. Like, it, yeah. it's, you know, from a safety standpoint, but at the same time, as a viewer, selfishly as a viewer... Um, the blood really made it feel more real. Bit of colour, yeah. Yeah, like not, you know, gratuitous fucking Eddie Guerrero pissing everywhere blood. And, you know, that has its place, I'd argue still, even though a lot of people are kind of like, it's too far. I'd, I'd argue it still has its place. You know, I'm somebody that, that has been partial to deathmatch wrestling uh. from time to time. But there's something about just somebody kind of getting like a little cut on the lip. Or just like a little kind of scuff that bleeds a little bit. It just makes it more physical. It just Gives feels it a, a bit, bit more... more real and i guess because it is real because it's often hard where you know boot scrapes and stuff that cause it but it, it's i don't know i felt like it just felt a lot more real because of it i think and this saturday we've got night which is quite an ecw way to think which is probably why you know it kind of fits with rob van damme maybe accidentally catching people yeah stuff. it's in keeping with that brand isn't yeah it, if you do it but i think um obviously this saturday uh, it's night of champions uh, live reactions on the youtube channel yes yes uh, and uh, predictions nine pitches what happened out in the wtf moments as well i think brock and cody are going to bleed like bastards they better <laughs> i think that's where we're going they if they don't i'm leaving <laughs> you're leaving what the just leaving <laughs> you you're leaving you're leaving I'll Steph's just, house no i'll just i'll just, I'll just leave <laughs> We apologize for the disruption to your enjoyment. A technical error means we cannot bring you the next 30 seconds of this Cultaholic Classic Retro Reactions. Your regularly scheduled program will resume shortly. Until then, here's some lovely music. know how to call the Saudi shows because it's it's just you know they go one or two ways don't they they either do something exciting or it's just exactly what you expected and it just mm. furthers the feud a little bit so well, they're, we a bit more, they're a bit more in canon than they used to be. they are which is a good way to use them because I mean you're doing the fucking show anyway mm. um, but it's I I kind of feel like we're still going to get a lot of just feud furtherment but mm. we'll see we'll see we'll see but then uh, it's a you know it's a it's a mad old weekend mm. because you've got Impact on Friday night yep. under siege. Um, hey, PCO was on Desert Island Grapsy the other week. He was great fun. Way. Check him out. Good lad. Uh, night of Champions on Saturday night, uh, as, and then you on Sunday night you've got AW Double or Nothing and NXT Battlegrounds. <laughs> Can you not just do it in different week? I, I don't know. I don't. I say that. But then, otherwise, I think had they, had they gone, let's do separate weeks. Look, separate Tony week. clearly wants to be daily. Tony clearly wants to be daily. I mean, it means Nick Khan has said AW WWE wants to be daily. <laughs> I've, I said this already on the news at the weekend. I think the only way that we survive once everything's daily is that we have to move to America. Is that really there's, where it's... But the, imagine how much wrestling we're going to have to watch if there's wrestling every day. 
at that time of we night. Need more, we need more people. We need to just be six hours behind. <laughs> is what we need to be. <laughs> the only way to do that, maybe even move to Iceland, would be like four or five hours behind. Iceland's quite nice. Expensive, though. It is beautiful, but it is expensive. Yeah. We can move to Alaska. Be on West Coast time. <laughs> yeah. Alaska? I've never been to Alaska. No, I've never been. I'd like to go to Alaska, but I also don't want to get eaten by bears. <laughs> so it's kind of a bit of a toss-up. How often does that happen? Well, Alaska is basically just like a handful of people and more land than you've ever seen in your life, plus snow, plus the Arctic Circle, plus just, just every deadly thing you could imagine that thrives in those environments. <laughs> <laughs> plus oil workers. And more UFO sightings than anywhere, I believe, in the continental US. Really? Yeah. Anywhere oh, else in the continental US. There's right. a sighting. Mongo beating Joe Gomez. That was much more hard fought than it should have been for a horseman. Cheeky tombstone. Uh, it's Gomez. Is, the thing is, that what, what the fuck happens to Gomez after this? Because Gomez is like, <sighs> while bland, right? While bland... He's just a kind of blue chipper like, oh, I'm going to be there when the bad guys are beating up somebody nice and I'm going to jump in and I'm going to be there to come and try and break up things when, you know, you've got the, the, the main three from WCW and then those two invaders. I'm going to come out and be part of it and I'm going to sort of... He's always there just trying to keep control, but they don't really do anything with him. And it's like, in ring, he's not terrible. There are like, worse. I, I think that, like, you know, you could, you could polish him up a bit for sure. But what the fuck happens to Joe Gomez? That's a great question. Would you like to know what happens, what happens to, Joe to Joe Gomez? Gomez? Tell me. Um, Joe Gomez murdered 48. <laughs> what, what happened? <laughs> Joe Gomez died in a tragic storm today. He does stick around. Yeah. He does stick around. But I believe this might be his, maybe Swan his song. only pay-per-view appearance. <laughs> oh. Outside of like World War Three. Oh, we got Gene almost falling for woman there. We've got Liz oh. matching Rick in, in the clothing. Oh, oh, woman's, oh, woman's feeling up Gene. It's the only time I'd ever want to be mean, Gene, is I'm getting sort of groped by a woman. <laughs> it's a great day. I'd take the partial bonus. Oh, look at him. Look at him. Look at him. He's like, oh, hello. Look, we know he's been going on God. that yacht and shit with them. We know he's been up to some dirty things, haven't you? Dirty dog, Gene. Dirty. He's, dirty Gene. He's given up trying to be disgusted by it, and he's just owning it. He's just it. leaning into it now. Oh. He's like, I'm bad, and I love it, baby. Look him put his arm around it. Go on, put your arm around it, you dirty boy. Okay, protect his... I'm not listening to what Flair's saying. I'm more watching woman just... Gene, your crotch oh. is in shot. Control yourself, control yourself, control yourself. I just When I grow up, I want to be mean Gene Oakland. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not even sorry. Like, I, 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 can't, I can't disagree with you. I just, Being mean Gene must have been awesome. Oh. Imagine having that voice. That voice, and he's 28. It's here. criminal that I don't think he ever read any audiobooks. Really? I think he should read an audiobook, or he should have read an audiobook. Sorry. Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> you pervert! He's just be like, yeah, yeah, whatever, Flair. Can I just talk to the ladies? Oh. Oh, look at like, oh, we're having a party in a minute. Oh, I'm gonna have a little kiss with a woman. Did he spring the quiche? I love that thing. <laughs> Shit is fucking amazing. Oh, Gene. Gene, you're getting played like a fiddle. Gene, man. What a lovely game. 
I love that he's just like, yeah, yeah, Fleck, keep talking. And he's just looking elsewhere. <laughs> Macho, we may be nowhere near each other, but still somehow feuding because there's been two new acquisitions. But just you wait. <laughs> in two months' time, we're going to pick this back up with no foresight, no lead-in or anything. <laughs> just the audience just needs to remember it happened. <laughs> By the way, Conan, oh! Give it two years, I'm going to be in an insane asylum. Or is that 99? <laughs> this entire feud that Flair has had with Conan, just to... I've got... A... Very effective, he says. Oh, he's fobbing her off. <laughs> mean yes. Oh. When I grow up, I want to be mean Gene Oakland. <laughs> Fuck it out. I'm not even sorry. I'm not. I'm getting married next year. I'm not even sorry. I <laughs> <laughs> I want to be Mean Gene Oakland this time next. I want to be Mean Gene Oakland when I when I grow up. What a day! What a day for Mean Gene. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the thing that so the US title match, right? Mm -hmm. I believe unless Superstar, unless Saturday Night has done things that we haven't seen. Yes. The feud has been Ric Flair maybe making, um, saying a paragraph about Conan at the end of a promo about Savage. Yes. Three times. Which kind of. I don't know, it feeds into it with a bit like Flair's not going to think twice about a younger competitor that he knows he can beat in his head. Like, to Flair, mm. Conan's just a, a an inconsequential blip. Like, he's going to go out there and flatten him and take the belt in his own mind. Mm. So I, it, it's in one way, it's disrespecting Conan at the same time because he's barely thinking or talking about him. Mm -hmm. Certainly doesn't seem to be training for the matches. He's turning up and just sitting at his table and watching with the other horsemen and shit. Um, but he's just keeping the fire going with Randy because that's clearly the feud they really want to be pushing eventually, yeah. surely. That's kind of what they... They, yeah, they, they had a little bit of magic with it when they got their hands on each other a couple of times. You know, Randy going crazy and getting ejected mm. from the company for a bit. Yeah, but I think they could still loop back to it and they could have had Flair give a little bit more time with Conan. You could have seen some Savage and Conan as well. would have been quite nice, I think. Yeah. I think Savage... If you'd done like a Savage and Conan tag team, just a randomly thrown together thing with against mm. two of the horsemen or something, that'd be quite nice. That'd be good. You couldn't have done Flair because then you'd have had Macho getting his hands on Flair, but... I reckon Macho and Conan would have made a nice little team. I think A oh. weird team, but a nice team nonetheless. Weirder things have happened. Yeah. Now, um, Michael, Steve McMichael versus Gomez. What did Dave give it? 0.5. Minus half a star. Oh, I was right, kind of. Sorry, Gomez. What a time you've had, but yeah, I think your time is done. Um, I am fascinated to see this match. I've never seen... I've, I said this pay-per-view is all new to me. I know what happens. I know the main crux of the night. But you don't know the ins and outs. But I ain't seen Flair yeah. versus Conan before. Well, I'm going to go for a quick whittle beforehand because I've been up since five o'clock and I've drank a lot of coffee this morning. Bless you, so, sir. You uh, do you, hon. No, not a worry at all. But we thank you for joining us to watch Conan versus Ric Flair. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's the first time ever. I don't think we've had this before. Woman is out there with them, and lovely to see woman as always. Elizabeth, it's a funny one with Elizabeth because she had so many non-speaking roles in wrestling 
that she's now at a point where she needs to show a little bit more of that charisma, and it's not really there. And that's what it is. But it's just interesting that's like to be opposite woman who was just so magnetic. It's incredible. Conan, who has been a, who is a star. In fact, here's a fun little factoid for you while Sam is away. July the seventh, nineteen ninety six. The week after this, uh, Conan is in. Um, he is promoting for AAA, uh, and he's drew 6,500 people to a bullfighting arena for a AAA show. And he's been, and he's the, the driver force behind that. And he's taken on Pieroth Jr. In a, bull ter- in a pit bull terrier match, which is a dog collar match, which I'm pretty sure, without even trying, would be better than the match that features the Nasty Boys and the Public Enemy. One would think. But yeah, so Conan was such a, was, was a, a major star. In Mexico at this point. So to see him and Flair makes perfect sense. Well, there was points where they were talking about Conan and Hogan mixing it up because Conan was such a big star in Mexico. It's kind of, and I think for those who aren't as initiated, like when people, when you when you talk about how Conan was a big star in Mexico, yeah. it's, it's how people go like Bad Bunny's the biggest star on the planet and people go, hey, I don't mean we never heard of him. Well, he is. Like, it's just he's not as big in your market as he is in every other market. Yes, yeah. exactly. And the way to tell that is when you watch Bad Bunny walk out of Backlash. Yeah. And, and, the and everybody whole loses their shit. Singing now, in. yeah, if Jimmy Nail came out at Clash at Newcastle, it would probably be a similar response. Fucking but yes. I, it's just one of those it things. Conan, Conan's like... You'll uh, remember me. Working positions on cards that he shouldn't be working, really. But because he's in a new market... He's getting to perform, you know, his dynamic style in front of people. I've never really seen it before. So. But he's in there with Flair now. And he's not Max Moon anymore, most oh. importantly. <laughs> or is that still to come? No, Max Moon's long gone. Mm. Long gone. Max Moon was like 94. One of the first few episodes of Raw. And Raw's, you know, that was many years ago. So, thank goodness. He's still in the Max Moon colours, kinda. Never forget <laughs> your roots. Yeah, he's not from Mexico. He's from space. <laughs> from outer from space. The <laughs> yeah, the Moon family will invade one day. What's your favourite location? Oh. Um. Okay. Um. I like it when bad guys are fighting from wherever they damn well please. <laughs> Mine's the outer reaches of your mind. Everybody thinks oh, it's Oh, Damien Demento. Yeah. From the outer reaches of your mind. Brilliant. It's fucking exceptional. I quite like... When I like Parts Unknown, obviously. Parts Unknown's the GOAT, but it's, like... It's obvious. That's a good one, though. Um, I always have fun uh, announcing the Landed Gentry, yeah. which are a, um, a, a tag team in the northeast of England that are supporters of the Conservative Party. Tory cunts, you mean? Tory cunts. Uh, I, always have enjoy- I, have joined- I would apologise to any listeners, but 13 years of this bullshit, uh, you're voting for them still. Dude, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Especially when it's like, oh, we just want England to be English and Britain to be British. Then take back control of the trains, the power, everything. Nationalise it. You mm. motherfucker. That's communism. No, it's not. We're not Americans. Calm the fuck down. Maybe don't weaponize <laughs> racists. Yeah. Maybe just don't. Yeah. There you go. But hey, you've got to sell newspapers somehow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to see what Harry and Meghan sneezed. (laughs) Meghan not coming to the wedding. Do you know that she was... Meghan not coming to the coronation. Do you know that she was... Meghan not coming to the coronation. She was in a movie where she kissed someone before? Disgusting behavior. Not befitting of a royal. (laughs) Ugh. 
Who gives a shit? <laughs> who gives a fuck? Quite enjoyed the car. They're ambassadors yeah. for the country. You know, whatever the fuck. I don't care. They I take like, a lot of money. Yeah. There needs to be a point where it's like you're rich enough, live well on what you've got now. See you later. But like, who the fuck needs to read about the ins and outs of like, you know, Megan did this today. Megan was seen in public without her children. Who's a fuck? Yeah. And it's like people throwing the whole South Park thing of, oh, we're just, you know, like we want our privacy. And I get that is a big we element want of our it. Privacy. It is an apt thing. But at the same time, the press weren't just everywhere they fucking went. Then the press mm-hmm. wouldn't be talking about them, which means we wouldn't be talking about them. Which you wrote about in your new book, Wah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking funny. Mm. <laughs> but the press, like. As is. As the the paparazzi uh, are a disease. They are. A disease. <laughs> oh, TMZ kind of falls into paparazzi type. Kind of. Yeah, kind of just a, a little, little bit massively. A bit, bit more, more legitimized. <laughs> all right. For lack of a better term. Do they have any accreditation? Um, probably one or two of them. Probably. Some yeah. of them do. <laughs> oh, I didn't check before I came in. <laughs> I'll I ask in a TMZ minute. was a bunch of like gangly people who were in very expensive clothes and standing around a, a computer lab going, and did you see this today? This guy <laughs> ate a sandwich and it fell apart and it landed all over him. Oh! And it was like, okay. Yeah. And hate, then yeah, Russell Crowe punches out a photographer. That's one of my favorite ones where everybody's like, he's a monster. Fuck off. He was sat in a room for 20 hours answering the same five questions for a film. Like, what was it like working with this actor? What do you think the story's like? Do you, were you happy with your, do you think you're gonna win the awards? 20 hours, goes out for a cigarette, Please don't take any pictures. You can take them when I'm done with my break. Guy takes a picture. You're well within your rights to launch yeah. him and his camera in the, in the nearest direction you like. <laughs> I desperately feel for people that like. I know, I know it, like, there are there are harder jobs out there. Yeah. I, I want to just put that out there. But when you when people go on media junkets and they're just asked the same three or four questions all day long. Yeah, but and that's want- the thing is like you will sit to promote a film for like twelve hours in a hotel room and get asked the same four or five questions. Which is why I desperately do whenever I do them. I go, I want to ask them anything but the obvious questions. Mm. We'll get the answers to the obvious questions from other people. Yeah. Let's come at him with something different. Let's yeah. come at them with something a bit You made Bianca Belair read EastEnders. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not, a, not a single news outlet has ever done that. <laughs> we, got, we, got, we got the Street Prophets to try and pronounce You tried to make me pronounce it about 17 times. You did. You asked Rhea Ripley to choke you. It wasn't yeah. on the list. It was on the list. <laughs> it wasn't on the list. It was on the list for legal reasons. It was on the list. Don't remember writing it down. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, of the I was jury. just asking a question. Everybody else wanted to know the answers to. Hey, and and three hundred fifty thousand people viewing that <laughs> can't be wrong. <laughs> but uh, the, that was the best performing content of our entire weekend, which is fucking brilliant. It's amazing, it's funny as fuck. It's great. <laughs> Good shout. <laughs> what did you just go? Went to Wales to ask a lass if she'd choke me. Oh, yeah. Great. Yeah. People have done worse. Yeah. <laughs> I, I worse. can think of three people who have done that without having a YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> it's an OnlyFans thing, apparently. But that was a good time. And, and, and I applaud and anybody who's going to media junkets and stuff. Try yeah. and think of different questions. Well, it's, it's, it's easy enough to say, but sometimes like you, you'll think of a good set of questions, but then you realize that it's everybody else has had the same ideas. But sometimes it's just... Drop. Yeah, but I, I think a lot of it, like quite a lot of the time when I've done official ones before, you've been much further apart than we were. Mm. So I think quite a lot of the time when you're when you're brought into a room, you don't know what other people have asked. You don't. Mm. So it's 
It's. I don't think it's something that can be. Oh, woman! Oh! It's not something. I, I would go to Wales for her to do that to me. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd be like fully against the outlet, but sometimes no. it can be a bit like, ooh. <laughs> Mainly with films, though. It's always just a bit like, yeah. It's true. No, no, I, I get it. I get it. It's always handy to have somebody next to you because I was, when we were there, I was always listening to what the other interviewers were asking and just seeing yeah. whether they left anything really obvious that we could pick up on and, and run with a little bit. But then. I was just sitting there shitting myself. So I'm glad oh. you were doing that. <laughs> I was just like, uh, I was just keeping complete tabs. Complete blue screen error. Keeping tabs what Gorilla <laughs> Position was saying and what the, what the Welsh Tourism Board was saying. <laughs> I think they were the ones next to us, I think. Yeah. The Welsh Tourism Board and the Gorilla Position were next to us on the media junket at Clash of the Castle. We had sound, sound sphere as well, I think, on our left. Yes, we did. Yeah. And also what was fun was just next to them, they were asked, the WWE guys were, were doing localized adverts. Nice. For different markets. That's class. It's great. So I thought, that's, that's a fun time. That was a lovely time. But yeah, if you're, doing the, if you're doing the media stuff for the O2, do us proud. Ask weird questions. Yeah, if like... If someone's brave enough to run with, with ESC just, Enders just, again... Just take Toad in the hole with you and just be like, do you want to eat this? <laughs> take a bug of Bovril. Yeah. And see who will drink the Bovril with you. Who will eat the dry Bovril grounds? <laughs> <laughs> Tell them this is how we eat it over here. And see who eats... Over here? Over As here. they've got fucking Bovril anywhere else. <laughs> just go, ER... Trish, other than Argentina. ER... <laughs> ER... ER... Eat these ground Bovril cubes out of my hand and see if she does it. And I've pecks, got, pecks your I've hand got like these. a bird. No, you don't even need to believe them in your hand because that's that's just gross, Tom. That's gross. What no, you should do is funny. pull them out of the pocket and go, there you go. <laughs> Sprinkle just them the loose grind, bit of pocket lint. Yeah. That's for you. You know, you save it for later if you want. There you go. That's Bovril. I don't think Bovril comes in powdered form, so we're going to have to work out a way to dry oh, you, and powder you, it. We get Bovril cubes. No, if not, we'll just have to get a jar and just slap a big old hunk of Bovril down into everybody's <laughs> oh. hand. Like molasses. <laughs> oh. How long would it take to get kicked out of the media junket if we're just getting spoons and just globbing them onto people's I think within, within the first 15 seconds. <laughs> and banned for life. All right, let's, uh, we're going to call You'd be time. straight on a list and that's it. You're done. No more coverage. <laughs> I'll only accept this if you write down exactly why you're kicking us out. Because <laughs> you put bovril on people's hands. Thank you. Slam. I'm sorry. Sorry for introducing people to bovril. <laughs> We're an OXO company here, now fuck <laughs> it off. It turns out they all are fucking Marmite. Big OXO <laughs> owns Endeavour. <laughs> I'm going to make CM Punk a big mug of Bovril when he does that press conference after All Out in Wembley. You don't want to give him anything hot he can throw. I'm old, I'm fucking naked, and I work with fucking Muppets. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> that was me having a silly moment this morning. <laughs> Now, I, now, woman obviously has a, a, a piece of my heart, but the way that she screams during flare matches does get on my wick a little bit. A little bit. If she was going, Tom, Tom, that'd be Tom, fine. Would it be better? That'd be fine. So it's just that she's screaming another man's another name. Another man's name. <laughs> You're ruining the the um, the imaginary illusion you've created for yourself. It's ruining the relationship that I've created in our own heads. Stay still, keep going. And oh. make sure the screen. If you're watching on the Patreon, you'll notice that the Nitro logo has disappeared. Now, we, we're now the Coltonic Classic Samsung review. As you can see there, we're going to review Samsung phones. No, we're not. <laughs> we're a WCW phone. Oh. We're a WCW, to a WCW family. The Alcatel WCW signature mobile. Uh, Alcatel. 
Oh, don't you threaten me with Takes a good... Takes triple A batteries. <laughs> don't you threaten me with a good time with that bloody Alcatel. Flair's given Conan loads. Conan's not a big deal, though. Like, Conan's a big deal at this point, mm. just not in the US market to the level he's going to be. And this thing as well, like, I think when you look back at it, genuinely, no matter what you think of Conan now, um, when you look back, like, the rise of Conan, the LWO, everything in and around that whole, like, cruiserweight division. Mm. Conan goes from being this remarkable in-ring talent that you can't deny. Like, he's getting a featured spot here, US champion. But he, he just all of a sudden has that edge. And he's got that, just that swagger to him. And, like, the, again, there was nobody really like Conan no. at the time. So he's just another one of these characters where he just looked like he was always having a blast. Yeah. Like, always feel, felt like he was having a good time. I think him in the wolf pack was always a good challenge. Yeah. Him was him hanging out with Scott Hall and NWO Sting. <laughs> Wolfpack Sting, which was the real Sting. And Big Kev and such. Like in, in, in good I had company. A, I had a, both a, a standard Sting and a Wolfpack Sting figure. Oh. Yeah. Which, which cost you more? Uh, probably the original one, I think. Mm. I'm sure the Wolfpack one was rarer. Probably, but I, I tore that fucker straight out of the box and was throwing it around my mm. living room within minutes. Why did the ref just kick Flair's hand away? What, from the rope? Yeah, that was weird. So the ref kicked Flair's hand away, and then Flair put his hand on the ropes and the ref left it. I think whether the ref just forgot that it was a break rather than a leverage. Maybe. 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 It was, yeah, I think, I think the ref sort of... Yeah. Mr. Q there and kick Flair's hand away when he was breaking the hole. It's only I like the WCW refs kind of they've got a little bit of sass to them. Yeah. Like when they're, they're sick of rule breakers, they'll just kick their fucking hand away when they're trying to get leverage and shit. It's like stop it. There's a whole episode. You're not of, getting away with it. It's like pissed off teachers halfway into the term. Like, I don't know whether you, get out. Whether you were still watching at that point. There was a whole episode of Thunder in 2000 where all the matches had oh, no I'm still refs. Watching. I don't recall that, though. A whole night. That of... sounds like something we need to make a dalliance across for a special. Oh, we will. Vince Russo, New York rules. Yeah. Where all the matches had no refs. And Everything's the, and the... a street fight, bro. <clears throat> the, the, the wrestlers counted their own pinfalls. <laughs> Wrestling! 2000, that is. Come on! It's a whole night. Oh, of we've rest... got fucking Oklahoma to get through. Oh, there's so much... But but we've got a few good years before we get there, like tires. A few more. Good I'm just years. looking forward for Big Papa Pump <laughs> with the tiger. I just yeah, just Buff Bagwell, Scott Steiner. I I can't wait because that's when the the fucking it's not like the wheels fall off, reality falls off. <laughs> like, uh, come on, one, two. He's at least up to a nine now. What's woman? That what? was at least a count of seventy six. <laughs> What's woman? Oh, she's got a shoe. Yeah, we've seen the shoe before. She goes with the, the spiked heel. Oh, but she, she goes, wah. She must have known at some point he was going to flip. Well, Liz has jumped her. up to to distract. But the distraction can see. She's jumped. She, woman's Liz jumped up just... too soon. She's jumped up too soon. Oh, Clattered with the boots. Oh, come on. Referee. Someone's paying a lot of money for that sort of behavior. I know, I know you're at WrestleMania. I know Randy Savage and everything. Just, Liz, can you get down, please? We'll get, chat yeah. afterwards. Oh, the top rope. Fuck off. See that? <laughs> that? After kicking his hand away, missing that, 
is fucking astonishing. Absolutely astonishing. <laughs> New champion of the United States, Richard Fleer. Rickety Fleer. Rickety, rickety Fleer. Ah, oh, well done, woman. Great use of your boot. Great use of your shoe. And Liz, you were there as well. So that's... <laughs> And Liz, you bankrolled this entire uh, thing, yeah. so you get to be out with us too. Liz, you did some lines in your promo, so well done. The second that we're done with Randy, we're kicking you to the curb. Oh, he's looking for woman mm. again. Um, so, what if... Restricted area. <laughs> I'm not allowed in here, but we're uh, going in. I think woman's in here. Uh, he what... opens it and there's just an alien levitating. <laughs> <laughs> Slams the door. Wow, we're really not allowed in there. <laughs> some government age. Whoa! <laughs> Jim's out with aviators on. What did, what did Big Dave give Flair and Conan? Oh, I'm going to say a very liberal three. Oh, nearly. Two and a half. Two and a half. Two and a half stivity stars. It felt like Conan couldn't quite. He got some showing, but he didn't quite really get a, a, a clean run. It felt throughout the match. Flair's yeah. obviously a master manipulator didn't in these situations. Didn't quite the energy. Yeah. As one would hope from a match like but that. But it, it wasn't for lack of trying. Oh, no. He went for it. Yeah. And Flair made him look as good as, he, as, as yeah. Flair can. Right, on that note. That's cool. Quick, quick one before we get to the... Gene's starting to introduce the fact that it may be somebody that we've seen who's going to feature later on in the night. Bobby's intent on asking the police. And now Gene's delivering the most stale fucking, hey, wait a minute, Heenan. Don't get me involved with this. There's a lot at stake here tonight. I can't go and talk to those police officers. Are you crazy, Poppy Heenan? <laughs> Heenan still insisted. All right, Gene's off to ask, but we're going to fade away rather than just hang around for the extra couple of seconds. But we're moving straight on. We've got four horsemen up now. Who we got? We got Arn and Benoit, right? All right, panning over the sandcastle. Yeah, Arn and Benoit. Up against, hold on. Giant and Kevin Sullivan, of course. And then not long after this, we move on to the main event. Oh, Giants coming straight down. Right, Sullivan's just attacked on from behind. Benoit unloading on Giant, but getting grounded immediately. Sullivan just grabbing the hard chair. Fucking hell. We got Mongo out as well with the case. He's just fucked off, but straight out. Is Giant going? All right, Giants fucked off. So now we've got Sullivan on his own against Arn and Benoit because Mongo snuck out to just bonk him on the back. This is fucking ridiculous. What's happening? What's happening is you've got to close that door because it's door. all kicking the fuck off. Um, so, so we had uh, the horsemen made their entrance and then after they got about halfway down the ramp, you saw the big slow lumbering giant coming running down in slow-mo <laughs> after them. Um, after they jumped, um, jumped them from behind... You had Benoit go after Giant. Giant grounded Benoit immediately. And then Mongo came in with the case again, nailed Giant on the back, and Giant's fucked off. Oh, He's come back now, he but Giant's fucked off. 
He's dropped his belt off and now he's back. By the way, one hour and 58 minutes into the Pepe View. Uh, 49, 50, 51, 52, and 53 seconds. And this is our semi-main. It is our semi-main. So we've got just main. under an hour left. 45 minutes of Bash to the Beach and still a, a massive bit of business still to do. Mm -hmm. but, so this one... Obviously, the Dungeon of Doom. Now, when you... You stay away from my wife. <laughs> I'm dead. Look, I'll fight you both for your wife. Um, but if you... With this feud... Yeah. This We're feud, not even at that point yet. No. We've got to get to the point where they start teasing the relationship. That's when it happens. That's when the magic yeah. happens. That's but, when the magic happens. Uh, Fucking hell. It's a good storyline. It's a good story. It is a good story. When you when you take it as a good story... And this is what I'm saying about the, um, the Dungeon of Doom and the Horsemen. Yeah. Is that, like... It feels very bitty where they've how they've done it over the past few months. But when you kind of Google Map zoom out, you actually this has made sense. The Horsemen and the Dungeon of Doom have formed an alliance. That alliance ended uh, badly. It's it's the alliance part that sucked the hardest. That was the thing. Like it mm. starts off in this mire of the alliance to end Hulkamania and everything. Mm. And then it gets good. It's like, if we could have just sped that process up by about two months, I think it would have been a more concise story. Yes. It would have achieved the same things and we'd have been able to move on. But obviously, you know, things just build differently back then. We're still in a semi-house show market mm. where they're making a lot of money via the house show means. Maybe not as much as they once did, given the state of the wider market. But but they're, they're about to make more money again. Yeah. Because like the market's about to come back as a result of what is happening tonight. Kevin Sullivan. Yeah, That's sorry. it. <laughs> Kevin Sullivan. Fighting. The most famous wrestler that ever wore red and yellow. <laughs> <laughs> Sullivan a made a restaurant. Sullivan. <laughs> My brother it's just, it's all of them. It's just over. I am a Kevin Sullivan. I am a Kevin Sullivan. Over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> Like that version. I am a Kev, Kev Sullivan. <laughs> like that version of Kev, um, Kev, 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 Comes Kevin down and it's Kevin Sullivan. Kevin Sullivan. Kevin Sullivan. Oh, Jimmy Hart, you've done it again. You changed just enough. Oh no, it'll have to be. He's a Sullivan maid because they can't use oh, real American gun. He's a Sullivan maid. He's a Sullivan, 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 maid. <laughs> it should start with a clip from Home Alone. He was born, all that other stuff in the U.S. of Kevin. Fourth of July, but it's Kevin. <laughs> Fourth of July. I'm amazed they never made Hogan's Kevin. birthday Fourth of July. <laughs> yeah. They should have done. I was born on Independence Day, brother. I'm the spirit of America, brother. Does it say no? Giant says no. They should have made him a Scientologist, to be honest. He was flirting no. with it recently because then he could have been in a former life. I was actually George Washington. <laughs> I just. I was you about could to say, not boo me. I was about to say he's not a million miles off that lifetime <laughs> right now. Well, he lives in Florida, and slowly but surely, the entire state of Florida is being bought up by the Church of Scientology. So, uh, yeah. You just it's one thing. I mean, my dad went to Clearwater last time he was there. And he was like, it was fucking surreal because yeah. it's like everything there is owned. Like the whole high street, everything Ooh. feels like it's just with that presence, just present everywhere. L.A. felt a bit like that, parts, though. Really quite Scientology. Yeah. There was a huge museum with a big bust of L. Ron Hubbard, and I wanted to go in, but Steph was like, we can't. I was like, I just want to go in. I want to copy a Dianetics. 
because like, I'm weird in the way that I want to be able to read some of these weird things. Is she just worried that you might go, oh. Oh, I like this. Let's get into it. Yeah, I think that's the main worry. This all I'm quite an impressionable man. <laughs> You're right. And they might make you do a questionnaire when you get in there and stuff. Well, you like, just say Ooh. that my name's uh, Kevin Sullivan. I'm from Florida. <laughs> oh, you already I sound us. English, but I'm only half English. <laughs> uh, I used to be King Henry VIII, you know. <laughs> Can I skip a couple of the OT levels? I don't really want to fork out the 40 grand. <laughs> I've already read up to OT8 online with all the leaks. Do I have to still pay to get there and have you tell me it? Or can I just... <laughs> you want to make some new ones? Miss Kovic, are you about? <laughs> Your missus? We've not seen her in a few years. <laughs> She's fine, though. She's fine. Don't worry. Stop inquiring. <laughs> you think I'm I fucking do joking? wonder. I you do... think I'm fucking joking? No, 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 I don't. And it's part of me that does wonder if maybe in a couple of years' time we'll be sat doing the classic review and you'll go, but the thing is, right... <laughs> the thing is, Zeno, Zeno is there. You know, he's an ever, he's an ever oh. existing presence. And L. Ron Hubbard saying the best way to make a shitload of money was to start a religion it has no bearing on the fact that Scientology is now somehow still legally a religion. He just so happened to say that, and it just it's, it's so happened to be what he did. Yeah, it's, a, it's just pure coincidence. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. But it's fascinating, and this is why, like, I, you know, I, I'll never, I, I'm, I never want to be somebody who passes judgment. Uh, on another human being because of their beliefs at all. Mm. Uh, it just, it, it fascinates me because of it. it's such a closed gated thing. Mm. Like I've always been fascinated by kind of closed off groups and I don't want to throw the word cult around, but you know what I mean? Like kind of groups that are not part of the wider world. It's always been quite fascinating. Mm. No, I hear that. There's Hence when I saw their psychology and industry of death museum, I was like, we have to come back to this. This is like my Disney world. And it was like, no, Steph, we'll go like... to Denny's instead and have some breakfast. <laughs> we'll go study Denny's. <laughs> the Just mystical a, art of Denny's. Get to a dispensary and forget about this whole thing. The mystical <laughs> art of the Grand Slamwich. <laughs> <laughs> we'll still learn that instead. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. It is terrifying that like so many of these areas are, are, are being... Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you're if you're into, the, I mean, I'll be honest. I'll say if you're you know, into Scientology, I, see it, I, see it I doubt a, you listen to this. If you look at it from a purely business perspective, you'd be surprised. But if you look at it from a purely mm. business perspective, you can argue they're not doing anything that another religion isn't doing. But at the same time, right. it's just it's harmful from the outside. Yeah, it, everything you hear seems to be very, very harmful. Oh, that was oh. not quite as intended. Not quite Aloharan. No, <laughs> but bless him, he went for it all the same. Oh. Sullivan got an injury or something? I'm not quite sure. He seemed to be quite slow getting back up. Oh. He might just be gassed. Giants in anyway. Yeah, that felt a bit clumsy, didn't it? It, it was that second toss. It just mm. felt like a bit stunted. Big pop for Giant, though. He's Brawl into the back, maybe? Or is he going to put him through the sandcastle? Put him through the sandcastle, Benoit. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Do it, you coward. Oh, he's taking him the safe route round the back. Yeah, go on. Straight to the medics bay. Your leg looks weird. <laughs> Giant on. Give us oh, that no, up the stairs. Title, up the stairs. Ooh. Oh, hello. Oh. So we've got Giant and on in the ring. We've got Taskmaster and Benoit on the stage. Or near the commentators. Nah. Sullivan looks all right. He looks all right. Yeah, he's walking it off. Yeah. I think it's just it's a, a bit, bit of a... worried about him there. It was a bit like, oh, is he is he right? Me one of the rig. Whoop oh, on. on, man. There you go. Woo. Well, four horsemen in the mud. 
<laughs> ah, fuck them. They'll be back after Savage in no time. <laughs> it's all right. We'll see you in a bit, my honor. <laughs> well, that was a bit of fun. That was a short, tight, bright bit of fun. It was shite. <laughs> but he's right. hey, down. He's up, Benoit. <laughs> he's covered in sand. I can't wait for Hogan to show up and do his famous flip off of that um, that that Baywatch chair. Oh, it's four fifty leg drop. Yeah, <laughs> revolutionised the industry. The real American. people always go Tiger Mask, Dynamite Kid, and you know everybody. You know the big big moments like that, but nothing <laughs> compares to Hulk Hogan hitting the four fifty leg drop off of the Baywatch chair. The real American leg drop, as they call it. <laughs> Although, sorry, uh, uh, American made leg drop. <laughs> oh, sorry, we can't call it real American, can we? <laughs> I like how Benoit's covered in sand now. <laughs> Been playing in the sand. He's with Kevin been Sullivan. to the beach. Yeah. The bash at the beach. <laughs> Someone's had a bash at the beach. Am I right, Your Honor? Oh. Weird to Gets do that move there. It feels like a transitional move. He's it? left his back on the ring. Oh, uh, oh no. Ben, while the match is finished, love. Oh, oh here, here we she go. Comes. Here we What's, go. Woman coming out to save. Woman's coming out to save Kevin Sullivan. Of course, her husband, Kevin Sullivan. Leave my husband alone. You're going to hurt gonna, him. That's the plan. That's the point. <laughs> the fucking wrestling. Why are you worried about that now? This guy broke Sabu's fucking neck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're going to hurt him. Damn right we're going to hurt him. That's the point. Is this El Gigante coming back out? There he is. No, just, all the lights go down and it starts snowing. Glacier combat. No glacier So far. Maybe he's the third man. Wouldn't be angry. Would not be angry if Glacier was the third man. Oh, well done, Kev. You're still the WWE Wrestling champion in my would eyes. would be so shit if Glacier was the third man. I'm sorry. <laughs> All these fans It's should... Glacier. <gasps> and he just freezes everybody and they've got to do the PWG stuff. They're just pretending <laughs> they're frozen in place. <laughs> All these fans should cool off. I love the Giants carrying Sullivan out like a, like a tuckered out toddler. He ain't heavy. He's my brother. <laughs> got a hungry bomber, Sullivan. Proper hungry bomber, Sullivan. <laughs> Well, well done. You protected your old mate. So Nancy was like, leave him alone. I'm sure she won't turn on him anytime soon. You leave him alone, Chris. Oh, Chris left him alone. <laughs> I'm going to team with you instead of Sullivan. <laughs> because wrestling. It's still awkward. Sorry, Arn had to eat shit. It's, it's, it's horrible to have to talk about it, though. Like, Desperately sorta. trying to, yeah. Desperately trying to Especially separate given, it yeah. for now. Um which is, which is always weird in itself. Especially with them being paired up soon. I think we'll need to kind of try and, and just cover it as best we can. That's, yeah. But, like, I think, like, in this in the Four Horsemen selection, like, in terms yeah. of the female performers there, I think woman, Nancy Sullivan's the best. Oh, yeah. Easily yeah, the for best. for sure. So, of course, she's being put into a, a key role like this. And, obviously, the, the, the Kevin yeah, Sullivan yeah. thing as well, it makes it obvious that it's going to be her. Um... Because yeah, I think it's going to be Jimmy Hart. I mean, I'd be more, I'd be more inclined to think that she's cheating on Kevin Sullivan with Mean Gene Oakland. Well, probably. I mean, we've we've seen. 
Is Kevin Sullivan like her free? Is 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 Mean Gene like Nancy's free pass? Could you, you'd be so pissed off if you were Sullivan. Like, all right then, Gene. <laughs> you can spend the night and the day with my good lady. Sullivan's is still just like Pamela Anderson or something unattainable. <laughs> it's just like <sighs> we made these decisions when we were married. All our free passes were. <laughs> The hostile takeover. Here we go. Oh, then you're never gonna survive. Right. Oh, I'm gonna let's... go for a wee while seals blasting. Oh. Can you bring some some fizzy drinks back with I you? I do. Thank you very much. As we get ready for the main event at Bash the Beach, this is genuinely a main event that will change the shape of wrestling as we very know it. Two hours, eleven minutes into this pay per view, and 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, and thirty. Ahead of a massive pay-per-view on thir- for, for today. It is Thursday today. Uh, tomorrow is Impact Under Siege. We'll give you live results from that on, on cultaholic.com. Uh, on Saturday, it is Night of Champions. Live reactions, as well as predictions. Nine pitches, what happened at, and the WTF moments as well. And then on Sunday, join Fraser Porter and myself for AEW Double or Nothing live reactions as well as predictions, nine pitches, what happened at, and the WTF moments with Ross as well. It is a wildly busy weekend of wrestling. And here at Cultaholic, we're going to give you all of it. We're going to give you everything. But in a little break from the busyness that is 2023 and this week in the year of our Lord, we're happy to be back in 1996 right now for Bash at the Beach. And this video package here that is setting up everything with headlines thrown across the screen. I don't think many of these are real headlines. I think a lot of these are made up. Uh, But this has been months in the making since Scott Hall turned up, since Kevin Nash turned up, teasing a third man as part of their cool gang. Maybe some of these headlines are from The Observer. Yeah, maybe some of them are from The Observer. And do you know what? Fair play to Bischoff, who takes a hell of a powerbomb. Onto that, onto that table by the ringside area. Fair play to him. Really fair into the dirt on that one. So we have Lex Luger, who is representing World Championship Wrestling. We also have Sting and Randy Savage on that team as well. Against Kevin Ash, Scott Hall, and a mystery third man. A mystery third person. And we're going to find out who that is, presumably at the start of the match, but I guess we'll know when we know. But I really like the way that this has been cut together. Uh, I can tell you, if you've never seen this before and, and you want to stay in the dark on it, I can tell you that the the third man for this for the, uh, the Outsiders agreed to be the third man just 11 days ago after multiple conversations, communications, and negotiations, they agreed to take this role on the pay-per-view 11 days ago. Think how long this feud's been going. Mm-hmm. 11 days ago. And we've got Buffer in, so you know it's, you know it's big business if Buffer's in charge. Mm. He's even called them the Outsiders. They've got official names now. Okay. 
And the existence of WCW is not in jeopardy because there will still be a Nitro tomorrow night. It's more the ego they're defending. Not the existence, but just the ego. Are you ready? Buffer brilliant in this role. They use him a lot in weeks to months to come. He's not a big wrestling fan either, surprisingly. But he's iconic in his calls, such as that one. Right guy to have here. Right guy to have for this very moment. And there is... There's that music again. So are they coming out to the, the seal ripoff? Is that the official Outsiders music? I think it is. Wow. So that seal crazy ripoff, is there official music tonight? Nice. I don't know why they didn't keep it. Sorry, I had to run around to next door to use the toilet. Oh, bless you. Here we go, Outsiders, finally. Right, missing the iconic moments. Mmm. I think this is better than Prefer this. Well, that was never the Outsiders music, Tom. The Outsiders music was Fuji's. Yeah. Ready or not. But, I don't know. I'm, I've got a soft spot for the NWO theme. I've got a soft spot for the uh, Wolfpack you go, theme. Wait till you fucking watched it for three The Wolfpack years. theme is the boy. Oh, yeah. But three years of every other entrance being... And then like, Two Hogan they're promos. They're also united by face paint. Oh, they're, they're the third man. Buffer's the third man. They're going to just fusion. Ha! This feels fucking massive. It's Kevin Nash. It's fucking Diesel and Razor Ramon. Yeah. In a in WCW ring. In all but name. <laughs> like bloody hell. Madness. But who's the third man? It's him in the white walking down now. It's Doug Dillinger. Yeah. He's going to allow them to just get away with murder tonight. Um, Michael Buffer said that the fate of WCW is in the hands here. Or the existence. Oh, it's G Gene's the third man. Gene Oakland is the third man. Is Gene literally going to get on the mic and go, one, two, where's the third? <laughs> He's going to go, all right, you pricks, who's the third man? Buffer's like, I got any cue cards for this. I was hoping you'd have them. I'm not fucking paid for them. I'm going to say, let's go ready to rumble, mate. Get in there. Do I haven't shit. got these. Beat him up. They should have just decapitated him. Just clattering. Hit him with a clothesline. It's absolutely fucking clattering. Yeah! Mang. Oh. <laughs> I love how angry the commentators are. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Jesus Christ! Like how how WF, how WF fucked up the invasion angle when this was the template 
Four years before. I think you just needed to pay for the contracts of those three. But the thing is, at the time, the contracts of those three were like fucking eight million dollars. But it's or not all about those three. It's just about making them feel like a fucking threat. Yeah, but um, it's hard to do that when you've got Sean Stasiak and you don't have is. you no. don't have Scott Hall. You got and it's shit to say, but it's like no. you know they're not of the same level. You know when you're missing certain talents. Mm. You've got younger talent like Booker T and you've got DDP and you've got like some of the, the, the lesser super endorsed major stars. But can you fucking imagine Lex coming back to you in the invasion? Like it, it is sucked. Mm. Like I, I just think, I don't know. It, it, if you'd maybe got the NWO, you could have done enough with what you had on top of it to make it feel special. Because yeah. to have the NWO show up and be like, fuck you, you may have bought them, but you've not bought us. Mm. That would be interesting. But by the time you get the lethal dose of poison and the slow turnaround, it's interesting. But like everybody's just so much more done. kind of fucked by this point and the angle's done and it, it, it's you've already made them feel inconsequential. They get to come out and help Sting, which makes no sense at 31. Mm. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. That was a thing that happened, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, the the group that were trying to run WCW out of business come out to defend its honor <laughs> all those years on. Because of reasons. Because their friends were Triple H, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> They're just Trips mates. Come out for a bit of a laugh. Having a bit of a daft laugh. But I like how cross the commentators are, the fact that they haven't revealed their third man yet. Despite yeah. the fact it's three on two. Yeah, they should be clapping their hands. They should be delighted. They're like, no, tell us who it is now, you pricks. It's great. They managed to skirt it quite well as well that the WWF talent aren't better. Like, it, it's, they've never kind of, they're worried because they're like a new element being thrown, like mm. a quite highly volatile element being thrown into it. But it's never kind of like, oh, well, they're better wrestlers than us. No, they're very cautious you know, with how they Because it, it's it. too easy, I think, to fall into that accidentally. But they are more just a case, like you say, they're a new element. And it's because they're just so heavily fucking tweener. Like, you can't boo them. Mm. Look at them. They're unpredictable, and they are, as you say, they're cool as fuck at this point. Because yeah. they're so different to everything else happening. Yeah. Here we go. Diamond Studs, first time back in a WCW ring in a good long while. He can fuck off, grow back the mustache, <laughs> or get <laughs> fucked. Go on. Get out. Hey, Chico. Oh. We must have got Ramon versus Luger in 1994 WWF. I imagine. I think we did. 93 or 94, we must have done. He didn't have any toothpicks, though, so. No, sadly not. Not no, behind no. his ear, anyway. He would have done, because he was proper, like, eh, No, he wouldn't, Tom. WCW is the best. Shut up. Carved him up. <laughs> Etc. I'll give you a carve Our up. famous Boston Scott Hall. I'll carve you up. <laughs> Cornish. I'll carve you up. Oh, go on, Sting! He's, oh, but he splashed Luger. Luger's deed. Oh no! How are you gonna make it work without Luger? Are now you, it's just two on two. You killed Luger. The secret weapon. <laughs> it's not a secret. He is a. He weapon. slammed Yokozuna. <laughs> he slammed Yoko on the intrepid. Not even Savage could do that. He's a commentator. Oh. Oh, so it's... Well, how, there's, how there's, there's rumors that, yeah, Luger could be the guy. So yeah. it's like, ah. How convenient that he just happens to be unconscious as the match is starting. He's having a little sleep. 
Well, Sting's fault, so maybe Sting's the third. You know how Alexa's name's Lex Luger? Yes. Wouldn't it be funny if like they just start calling him Alex Luger? <laughs> like, what else can Lex be short for? Alex Luger. <laughs> it's Alex. Big Alex is out. <laughs> Stretch it for Big Al. Get Big Al out of here. <laughs> um, my Al, my my Al has got a, a friend uh, called Tamsin Robson, and I'm trying to get over the nickname Big Tam. Big Tam. <laughs> but she's like, don't call me Big Tam. But I want to call you Big Tam. Tamworth? Ta oh, I might call it Tamworth, actually. Yeah. Tamworth's a good shout. If Big Tam doesn't get over, we might go with Tamworth. Oh, fuck off, Luger. He's gone. He Selling can't be that Stinger Splash worse than anything. He's got to be lying, because if he was really injured, he'd be going, ah, e, oh, ah. I'm still getting paid, right? Yeah. <laughs> Do I get paid for being out here on a stretcher? <laughs> Bloody hell, Sting, you clumsy bastard. Will I ever lift a weight again this week? <laughs> no, Lex, you need to just lay low for two more days. Just but my, chill. Well, but if I don't lift weights for more than a day, I, I'm going to turn back into a pumpkin. <laughs> my arms will It fall turns off. out he's some weird Grim Brothers like fairy tale result. <laughs> it's like, yes, uh, the frog will become Prince Charming, <laughs> but he has to keep lifting weights. If he stops, back to a frog for him. <laughs> I love the I love the carnage. I love the like the, the the anxiety of this match of like the fuss around the ring and commentators losing their shit. Luger's asleep. <laughs> Super serious medics going, get him to the back, get him to the back. <laughs> get him ten cc's of don't care juice. Stat. Like there was plenty oh. of don't care juice flying around. I think he's just named him for the first yeah, time. Yeah, Nash and Hall. Nash and Hall. Diamond Stud Scott Hall. So here we go. It's uh, it's two all. There Ooh. you go. Beautiful. Big pop. It's a bit for that. violent there, Steve. Go on, lad. Not very Christian of you. <laughs> His best mate's gone for a sleep. He's furious. He's the only guy who's in this ring now that hasn't been part of WWF at some Fucking point. Scott Hall's shape, build, everything about it. He's like possibly the perfect pro wrestler, isn't he? And he was never a world champion. It's fucking insane. Madness, isn't it? <laughs> Speaking of madness, macho madness. He's just a literal brick shithouse. He's massive. Oh, and here's, here's the first bit of action in an official WCW capacity for... He just fucking... Oz. He knocked he knocked fucking Macho Man's bandana off. The, if Macho should just lie on the floor... I don't like think Luger's Luger ever did. done that. <laughs> Not you as well. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> Sorry, the egg is uh, quite prevalent in the nest. I'm going to the back. I need 10 cc's of new bandana stack. Get me a new bandana. Where's Mendy that? comes down and wraps his head with a bandana <laughs> like it's a medical thing. Just sprays his head black. <laughs> right, just carves macho in with his finger. <laughs> so you know it's my head. Oz, Vinny Vegas. Here he is. Big Kev making his return. The dub -si dub Jackknife him. Just do it. Just jackknife them all. <laughs> Immediate powerbomb. Was my favorite finisher for so long as a kid. Great powerbomb. Just the extension on it the is fucking brutal. The extension and the ripcord. Yeah, man. Beautifully done. I felt bad for Adam Bomb, who got told to stop doing powerbombs because Kev was doing them better. <laughs> I was like, oh, mate. 
It's bullshit how worse than works. I know. It's, it is shit. <laughs> oh, you're really good at this, but yeah, you need to stop doing it because somebody more popular is doing this. I like explaining the bullshit of it, Well, I was doing it first. <laughs> Fuck you. I don't care. He's selling more T-shirts. <laughs> oh, Christ. Oh, God. Jesus. That was, just trying to get up directly into his falling ribs. <laughs> just, oh. That was bloody awful. <laughs> but Savage, who maps out these matches move for move, should have If anything, it, it's just testament to the fact that Kevin Nash moves like silent liquid in the ring. <laughs> silent liquid. Randy wasn't aware that he was hovering above him in midair, ready to lay him down. <laughs> silent liquid. Kevin Nash is flubber. <laughs> Kevin Nash's liquid snake is something I want to see. <laughs> the only way to beat him is to plug your controller into port two. Psycho Manchester. Oh, sorry. <laughs> You've ruined everything. God damn it. <laughs> how are we meant to know that that's how you beat Psycho Mantis? Was it on the back of the it on the back of the game? Tells you. On the back it? of the control, on the back of the disc, does it say? I think plug it in a port something, two. Something, yeah, it directs you. But I'm sure it, it all but tells you to do it. And then there's an indicator. Ah, clever. Not that it has anything to do with how Sting overcomes Kevin Nash in the main event of Bash the Beach. It's amazing how long Sting was able to keep up like the dynamic performances, given that he's like long tenured by this point. Oh God, he's been around forever. Isn't yeah. He? It's one of them where, like, once like, we started doing the crow sting thing. Yeah, by this point, you'd start to see a lot of people kind of slow down. Obviously, he's going to go to the crow and, and it'll mm. slow quite heavily with him just appearing rather than wrestling for the longest time. Mm. But, like, Sting's just been going flat out. It feels just forever. Mm. Like, he's always, like, like, his energy level was always high. And then when Crow like, Sting came along, it was very different. Very little has changed from when we started to now with Sting over the last year and a half. Like, his performances are very consistent. It just must be knackering. Yeah. But then the Comfort same... in a way, I guess, because it's like a, it's a routine. Mm. But, like, but in the same way, sorry, you were going to say? I say, I wonder what would happen had, had Scott Hall not had that conversation with him and said, hey, do you not be good? Crow. Brandley's Crow. I guess we would have just had more inversions of face paint sting with varying characters behind it. Mm. There surely have been a face paintless sting because, you know, they've got to do the kiss without makeup at some point. That's true. You know, that's Steve Borden. Although, to be honest, toward the end of most of his matches, he ends up face paintless sting anyway, so. But the intent is there because normally the yeah. gear will match the face paint. Yeah. Goth stings, what we're waiting for. Yeah. That's all we want. NWO Sting, but not, not Steve. Martin. I love that Jeff Farmer went on to have an incredible career in Japan <laughs> as NWO Sting. There was a thing where on the <laughs> back of the best of Sting that WWE released, yeah. there's a picture of, of Jeff Farmer. Jeff Farmer. Yeah. Like someone, <laughs> I hope someone got fired for that blunder. <laughs> <laughs> Just sticking Jeff Farmer on the back of a Sting DVD. Well, like, you know, oh, if we put Jeff Farmer into a single... Point we had in a list of that, it'd be like, it's wrong. Yeah, I think you'll find that's Jeff Farmer. I don't think you'll find your gun. Um, lovely low drop. Tag him now. There you go. That counts. Sting was going for it there, went straight for Nash's weakest point, his legs. He already he hinted at it on Nitro where he went, I've got bad knees as he was getting into the car. 
I've got bad knees. Don't touch my quads. Just please. <laughs> and it's a... shit that Kevin Nash gets distilled down from time to time as just the quad guy. But like, <laughs> it, it, it's fucking, it's hard to argue initially anyway, before it gets too crazy. Like, he's the coolest motherfucker. He really is. Like, only minorly pointed ahead against Hall. I think it goes Nash Hall. You can't fucking deny Hollywood Hogan. No. But like, Nash was just unique, I guess. It was weird. Like, he, it was the I don't give a fuck attitude, I guess. He marched the beat of his own drum. Yeah. And was just like, was very open about the fact of, hey, I'm going to make money. Yeah. I'm not going to do a bunch of crazy shit or have five star matches. I'm just going to make a big bag of money. Massive amounts of drama like, and yeah. crazy storylines. Good for you. Yeah. Like, hey, I would come in and plan my match, but I would just. He got to do it. Magic Mike because he could still move. So it's important. Yeah. <laughs> That and, you know, like, we've seen how far pushing it for your art can go with people like Dynamite. So it's like... Oh, gosh. You know, yeah. like, you can burn brightly, but, you, it, it, I mean, it, all those bombs take a considerable toll. The dream is to have a style that people get behind and a finish that doesn't impact your body too much. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because everyone could say, like, oh, Randy Orton should be the, the case study for that. But then Randy yeah. Orton's finisher was him throwing himself on his own back six nights a week but it was also one of the only sort of high impact things there that caused such damage i guess yes. so it was very minimal in the overall move set but if you do it over time and again and again and again yeah you know you're where he's at now where apparently he's just got he's just riddled with back i hope he's all right though i hope that he's able to come back because i i can't really imagine it without randy it's a weird mm. thought he's always just there even just once yeah even just one time just come back and go out of the way you meant to I worry about Bobby Roode as well. I think Bobby just might had be neck done. fusion surgery. Yeah. I get the vibe that Bobby is done if he's had his neck fused. Which is devastating because, again, another really talented guy. But... It blows my mind we never had James Storm for very long in WWE as well. Ah, oh, they just crossed streams. Yeah, just. And then kind of went separate ways. James Storm came back and went, hey, Bobby, we're going to do a. We're going to re rebrand Beer Money back in Impact. Like the night he turned up on NXT. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> I love seeing James Storm turn up at Impact. That was yeah. Great. Oh, sorry, on NXT. That was great. Very unexpected. But I think he he kind of got the vibe that he wasn't there so much to be a star, but to help other people become yeah. stars. I mean, he could at any point have gone back to Impact and obviously like just reassume, which is what happened. So mm. he became King of the Mountain champion. Yep. <laughs> Do you know the Jeff Hardy vanity title wasn't something discussed with the company, apparently? Really? Jeff just rocked up with it one day. He just went, oh, God. <laughs> That's very impact. Yeah. I've got this belt. Can I use it? Yeah, sure. <laughs> what if he'd said no? <laughs> well, about five grand. Well, <laughs> I'm using it anyway. Well, Rock Bottom does have a basement. Uh, <laughs> low, low prices. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know he just turned up with it. And went, it was yeah. a podcast I was listening to recently. It might have been one of the Pritchard ones, so take it with a grain of salt. But mm -hmm. yeah, I'm sure it was like, yeah, we didn't really know. It just sort of turned up with it and that was the belt now. <laughs> this is what we're doing. Get over it. Get used to it, kiddo. I think as time we've gone on, I've kind of accepted that the Jeff Hardy belt was deliberately ugly for comedy value. 
But then I wish that when I Mr. Anderson didn't win the belt, he didn't just have it like it was the normal belt. This is it. It's like a vanity title should be a vanity title all the way up to the actual match for the belt. And then you should always have the vanity title and the title you're actually fighting for sat next to each other. Mm. And then the victor takes... If it's the challenger, the victor takes the, the old belt. If it's the current champion retaining, they take their vanity belt. They kind of did that with when it was Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston. Yeah. So when Kofi won the title, he unveiled the old school WWE title rather than the yeah. the, 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 the environmentally one. friendly belt. Which, to be honest, it's a wonder it didn't just burn up under the stage lights. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did like it, though. Oh, it was class. Great. I love the wooden belt. I like how he was meant to be the bad guy for having an environmentally yeah. friendly belt. <laughs> Boo! Boo! Fuck you! Yay. We're gonna mass produce it. Okay. <laughs> no, that's not the point. Oh, okay. <laughs> Killed a hundred trees to make this belt. Is that the point? No. We're gonna make a thousand of them. <laughs> yeah. If I could own one belt, I think to have in a a spare room, I think I, in a frame, I'd have that one. Big gold, I think, for me. Oh, nice. The old. Big chunky world heavyweight title. Yeah. Oh, here comes Macho. Captain Savage. And the Mr. Rod. And the <laughs> First tag for Savage in ages. All right, knocked heads. Here he comes. Out you go, you piece of trash. Referee didn't see it. Life. Over the top. The referee didn't see it. Classic barricade. Bonking. There it is. Surely WCW are going to win this. And then Nash United and Hall will by leave. face paint. I can't wait to see those two fans losing it for Hogan a bit. <laughs> Scraping the face paint off. Oh, no. Oh. He low blowed him. I wonder what will happen. About three more years of these finishes. Oh, thank goodness. Oh, Hulk here it Hogan's comes. Here. To defend the honor of WCW. It's the Hulkster. Oh. <laughs> Oh. Ruined it. It's the only call. Hogan chewed out Heenan backstage for it's that. It's the only time I've ever been mad at Heenan is that call. Mm. And it probably wasn't his fault. It was probably fed to him. They but just ignore that it. he said that. Oh, Hogan's here. <gasps> Boom. Oh. And just to hammer the point home. We're back. It's happened! Oh my god! Fans finally, naturally, organically reacting to Hogan. <laughs> ready to ready to boo the shit out get of him. Get rid of that shit house. Go on, get, get out. Get him out of here. Hogan desperately just wants to beat up Savage. New somehow. World Organization. organization. <laughs> oh no! God, here we go. He must have been shitting himself. All the way through. As I said this while you were in the loo, Hogan agreed 11 days ago. Yeah. After much back and forth 11 days ago. And mainly because he realized, like, he didn't want to do it, but he realized if he didn't do it, he was kind of out in the woods Up a little shit bit. shit creek, yeah. Up shit creek, because there was, like, no spot for him, really. So he went, I guess this is the best way to go. But terrified that he was going to be losing big money on merch, big money on gates and stuff like that. Oh, he's not going to worry about merch. No, not in the slightest. Not at all. One of the most popular shirts of all time. Mm. And here comes the trash. What a moment in time for wrestling. Oh, my fucking God. 
Sting's just getting savage out of there to go. We're Dusty gonna... disgusted on commentary. I love that Sting just doesn't even try. He's like, let's just, we'll, we're going to call it. We're going to live to fight another day. Oh, here it comes. Oh, look at that. Incredible. But yeah, I, I like that it's like Sting goes, right, not today. We need to recoup. This is not what we expected. We can't beat the Hulkster. We can't beat the Hogan. The Hee-Hegan. I know why we're not allowed to throw things anymore, but this visual's fucking exceptional. It is, isn't it? You piece of trash, Hogan. It's brilliant. Oh! Gene's going to get... Gene just avoiding getting coated in beer. I hope Gene didn't rent his suit. He's going to get it wrecked. Oh, security's out there. Here we go. Oh, here he is. He's leaning into it. Oh. Oh, he's done it. Come on. Heal Hogan. Sexually. It's just the other two aping him. Got all of that time. He gets all it right. wrong later. True, brother. And they got him off in court. There he is. Then you stop taking steroids and you... <laughs> Aiming for Hogan now. <laughs> oh. New blood. Not for a few years, Terry. Both been there since the 80s, but go on. <laughs> Look at all this 
Oh, Gene's oh. saying crap. All this crap. Represents these fans out here. So good. I held my head high. You fans can stick it, brother. <laughs> no, it's just yeah. It's getting worse. Look at the shattering. Oh. Oh. Fantastic. Just all time. Hulk Hogan, go to hell. Fucking all time. <laughs> Hulk Hogan, you can go to hell. Oh! Well, and to quote the Joker, here we go. This is it. This is when this podcast gets good to watch, good to actually cover. <laughs> From Dave Meltzer, what appears is that WCW will be built around a worked promotion versus promotion feud for the foreseeable future. Very similar to the angle that made New Japan millions in 95 and 96. The outsider group, uh, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash and Hulk Hogan, will be called the New World Order of Wrestling with Hogan, Nash and Hall. No doubt Jeff Jarrett and Ted DiBiase will join the group in the fall when their Titan contracts expire. The Nasty Boys will tease joining, night, joining the group uh, and a few others will jump as well, along with WCW making significant plays for any mainline Titan talent whose contract comes up, such as Davey Boy Smith. Oh, and boy will they. Oh, boy, howdy, will this become a beast. Hogan's contract with WCW was scheduled to expire after two more pay-per-view shows, Hog Wild and Halloween Havoc. By virtue of a sponsorship deal with Slim Jims, they had long promised a Hogan vs. Savage main event for that one. And since WCW largely focused its company around Monday night television ratings and pay-per-views, Hogan's huge contract becomes expendable. And since Hogan doesn't work arena dates, his staying or going isn't a factor on them. So really, had he not agreed to go against his own judgment... He'd be and going go, back north. He'd be going back north. Yeah. And after, as you say... Literally, because they've been hyping this third man forever. 11 days ago, Hogan went, all right, I'll do it. Which, Only 11 again, days the, ago. There's, there's, uh, like, to look back on it now, it's obviously easy to go, yeah, he should have done, you know, Hollywood Hulk Hogan's fucking badass. Mm. Like, as a kid, it was fu It was insane. Seeing him come out in the fucking black with the lightning, come yeah. out of fucking Dennis Rodman, the ever-growing stable around him. It felt like there was nothing that was going to fucking stop him. And then you build Sting. And it's just, mm. like... 
in so many ways, it's amazing. And it's a lesson in how to really stoke up interest and, you know, how to take a business forward in ever-changing times, uh, especially when we're at a point where the business is kind of floundering a little bit. Um, and then at the same time, it, it's it's a lesson in how not to do any of this shit. Mm. And it's it's like one massive amazing tale, but it's also like a huge cautionary tale. It, it's fuck, man. This is my childhood. This is this is we're here. We're finally here. Away we go. Uh, the fallout from that iconic WCW moment. We will go into great detail on next week on the Coltolic Classic Night Review. And until then, he is at the Sound Driver on Twitter. I'm at Tom Campbell on Twitter. Together we're at Coltolic Cogan, you can fuck off, mate. Get out of it. (laughs) You bastard. Fucking prick. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 